small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, tonight we got a full house around the table. We have a guest co-host, friend of the show, mm-hmm. friend, 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 like a friend of ours. Yeah. This guy's great. Mm-hmm. We had dinner with him beforehand. We had dinner with him beforehand tonight. He's come to both of our live shows in San Francisco. Yeah. He's my Facebook BFF. So you're my FBBFF. You're going to qualify it like that? I just wanted to say FBBFF. Okay. Uh, that voice you heard is Tom Neuerberg. Tom, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Dream come true tonight. <laughs> you have very, very little, tiny dreams. <laughs> Don't want to shoot for the stars. Uh, Tom's a, uh, Tom's a, uh, I, I, I love Tom. Tom's great. Tom is a fireman. You're a hero. I am not a hero. Have you saved people's lives? Maybe now and then, but it, I'm not a hero. Have you been in? Have you been in the shit? I've been in the suck. In the suck is what yeah. you call it. I've seen the beast. You, you, you know he's a hero because he says he's not a hero. That's, that's like right. That. When you're when you're a real hero, you say you're not a hero. Right. What was the? You said that a recent fire that you were involved was the worst one you've ever been. Involved well, it was in. the most physically taxing. It was up in the Berkeley Hills. Mm-hmm. Ter- this is just weeks ago. About a month ago. Okay. Steep terrain and just, it was just, can, can I say a bad word here? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. It was a bitch, okay? <laughs> but it was just very steep terrain, trying to pull hose and equipment uphill, mm-hmm. falling down, um, and we were having the heat wave at the time, and it was just, it was rough. And how hot is it in the <clears throat> gear that you're wearing? Well, that's that's a little different, because that's wildland gear, so it's not as heavy as structure okay. gear with turnouts and a bottle and all that. I know that, but the listeners might know yeah. that. It was very heavy and very hot. Well, you know they don't wear yeah turnouts in a bottle. No, absolutely not. I don't know even what you said. <laughs> Haven't you seen Backdraft? I have is, seen Backdraft. Is, is that accurate? Is, is that an accurate? It is so accurate. It is so accurate. <laughs> has there has there ever been a firefighter movie where you go, yeah, that's what it's like? No. Are you no. going to see that new one, Only the Brave? Uh, I'll probably see it, but you know. We, we usually just sit, sit there, watch it, and crack jokes because, it is, you know, it's not realistic. I'm sure cops do the same thing watching cop movies. And um, uh, Pilar had um, some uh, cops on her show. They, they, well, these are guys that are supposed to be on the set to tell people how to make it be more realistic. What do you, what? I'm guessing that the, that the directors are like, mm, okay, yeah, anyway, you're going to fire 12 times. <laughs> Here's what they said is the is the thing that you see most often in a police movie or a police TV show that is highly inaccurate. He said, "We never have our weapons unholstered. Never. Like he goes, when you see guys, I ah, just cleaning it or pulling it. He goes, never. It's never out of the holster. Well, I work side by side with cops mm-hmm. for like the last 27 yeah. years. I've probably seen unholstered guns three times. Yeah, maybe." Uh, a friend of mine, uh, um, Trey Basket, he's in LA, he's LAPD uh, for 20 years. And I said, how many times have you pulled your weapon out? He goes, once. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say the most unrealistic thing when it comes to, like firefighter movies mm-hmm. and especially backdraft, because that's probably the most well-known one. Sure. Is there's always, or actually also in Rescue Me too. They're, they're inside of a burning building mm-hmm. and they're, t- they're talking to each other. They're having conversations. Mm-hmm. It's never like that. You're, you're working. You know, and you also can't see anything. Once you put water on that fire, it goes, 
if it's at night, it goes black wow. and steam, smoke, and you literally can put your hand in front of your face and you, and you can't see it. And how do you know you're doing your job correctly if you well, can't see what you're part. doing? Well, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. I mean, one, one of the, you know, I haven't had that many what you would consider close calls, mm-hmm. but one close call I had was years ago, and I remember it because it was on my birthday, and I was working that day. We had a fire in the morning, and I was driving. So you I shouldn't was, even work on your birthday. I can tell people that right now. If it's your birthday, call in sick. Hey, I'm dedicated. What can I say? Um, but we had a fire in the morning and I was driving. So when you're driving, you usually don't go in if you're, if you're the first on scene because you're outside mm-hmm. running the pump, pan, you know, you're, you're pumping the water. Okay. So, so I was doing that. So another guy comes up to me and says, hey, can I use your bottle? Something was wrong with his. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. This is an older guy. Well-respected. Hey, this guy knows what he's doing. Sure. Use my bottle. He, he uses my bottle. And I just figured he put it back and everything's fine and dandy. So later that night at about midnight, we get another fire. Further district, further away. So we're not first in, we're second in. Okay. I go into this house and it's probably a 1,600 square foot single family dwelling. Mm-hmm. Just your run of the mill average house. I get into the back bedroom and my mask starts malfunctioning. He had left the, um, a valve open oh, and I have no air. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, I got to get out of here. Well, you're trying, you're always taught, don't panic, don't panic. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to find my way out of here. Right. I got no air. So I go follow my way out. Like I said, pitch black, can't see anything. I go into what I thought was heading towards the front door and I end up in another bedroom. So now I'm in a, another back bedroom with no air. Then panic kind of sets in a little bit. Like I got to get out of here. Found my way out through the front. And I just remember coming through the front door. The screen door was closed, right? The door was open, mm-hmm. but the screen door was closed. And I remember just busting through the screen door, you know, and taking it off the hinges. And our battal- a battalion chief was standing there, and he saw me. I, r- I remember ripping off my mask, and it was like, <gasps> you know, taking that breath. Oh, my God. And you, But you don't want to let on that something went wrong. You know, and he's, I remember him looking at me, and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. But, you know, inside <laughs> I'm thinking, holy shit. And so, I wanted to go wring that guy's neck. So and I, what, do you, what do you have to do before you go back in now? What do you have to uh, do? You just what, what, regroup. What, regroup. <laughs> yeah, All right. Just mentally regroup. Why didn't and, we have Firehouse by Kiss queued up for this? Oh, that's so good. Every time he tells it. it well, you're used to dropping in music. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it in post. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I've never worked any job where life threatening. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the most dangerous part of our job on a day-to-day basis without fail, at least my opinion, mm-hmm. is being out on the freeway. That, that to me is by far the most dangerous part. You mean part. when there's an accident yeah. and you have being to Being out on the freeway, and, okay. everybody's driving by going 70 miles an hour, looking at their phone, taking pictures, taking videos. And I've had four times where I've almost gotten taken out on the freeway. Oh my and so... Uh, my old station, when I worked in a, a town called San Leandro, which is right next to Oakland, yeah. we covered a good part of 880 freeway. And that freeway is a mess anyway. But when we were out there, I always told my crew, listen, we, get, we go out there, we do what we need to do, and then we get off the freeway because it is just... And I mean, and as the years have gone by and more people have smartphones and, and they're mm-hmm. videoing and taking pictures, it's, it's just gotten worse. And they don't slow down and they all want to take pictures. They all think they're going to get their video on the news that night and make a hundred bucks, I guess. But we sell it to TMZ. I'm surprised you don't hear more about, you know, CHP officers getting hit, tow truck drivers getting hit, Caltrans workers, because it is just so dangerous. It sounds horrific. Yeah. But you're doing good work. We try. We try. I know you've saved people because you won't say it. (laughs) Right, Kyle? Yeah. 
If something happens to me tonight, please, you're you're first. Don't let Kyle touch me. No. <laughs> you're my BFF. I can't let you go. You're That's my right. BFF. Don't you die <laughs> on me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Scream to the heavens. All right, we have two more people around the table tonight. They just flew in from Massachusetts. They have been in this studio before because they were uh, they were auction winners for Smile Train. We watched some rock docs. We got Barry and Mary Giglio. How are you Yay. guys doing? Great. Great. Um, you guys just flew in, and then I'm like, because I remembered your email from, and I'm like, oh, well, we're recording tonight. I don't know if they want to come over, but I'll probably they probably don't. Yeah, we'll be right over. <laughs> are you exhausted? Are you exhausted? No, they're not. They said they're fine. They brought. They brought beers and candy, because that's always a good combination. <laughs> and, uh, and they said they don't know anything really about our topic tonight. They don't know this band. The band that we're talking about tonight is, and Tom, you're here because I don't know anyone else that likes this band as much as I do, except for you. What about do your friend, and the band's Thin Lizzy. Do your friends, do you have friends that like Thin Lizzy? Yeah, I do. But, you know, obviously not as much as I do. Yeah, they know a handful of songs. Yeah. Anybody that knows me, if, if, you, if you know me more than a week, you know that I love Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Because okay? I'm going to tell you about it. You got a Thin Lizzy t-shirt on tonight from Johnny the Fox. I do. I got a Thin Lizzy license plates on my car. I didn't... Your license plates? Personalized thin? plates, yeah. What's, does it, T-H-N-L-Z-Y. I didn't see that, but I did see the decal you had. My wife got me those license plates for my birthday a few years ago. So shout out to her. Thanks, honey. So other than having a member of Thin Lizzy on... Scott Gorham, you're the guy. Ugh. Well, here's the thing. I love Thin Lizzy. Okay? okay. I love them. My favorite band. They've been my favorite band for 30 years. Um, love their songs. Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to talk about them, promote yeah. them. I want, I want people to learn about them because most people know two or three of their they songs. Know the right? three, they know so the we're, we two wanna, or three songs. We want to educate people on the deep catalog. Yes. But as far as if you expect me to sit here and go now... Uh, on December 12th, 1973, they bought a, a Marshall amp. Now, that, I didn't know that. that. Is that true? Is that a true story? <laughs> no, it was December 15th, you idiot. <laughs> I don't yeah. know any, I don't know a lot of yeah, stuff like that people. either. I know a little bit, you know, yeah. because there's actually a couple books out, you know, like there, there's a... There's, Kyle wants this to fuck those people. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. You were like, well, when did the penguin, who cares? <laughs> but, no cares? But Kyle, don't you know all that stuff about like Nine Inch Nails? And no. Trent yeah, do you know that? No, yeah. I don't know when he like... I know, like, rough, like, years. Yeah, Brian Downey actually played bass on that song. He Shut bought up. the Manson house on, who cares? <laughs> actually, I learned, researching for this episode, I learned some stuff. And, I, and I've read a couple books. Research? You, know, you turn right? I, oh, I, I take this serious. <laughs> um, I read a couple books. You know, there's, a, there's the book called My Boy that Phil Lynott's mom wrote. And to be honest with now, you... How are we going to say his name I'm tonight? I'm going to say it, Lynott. Lynott. Didn't... Didn't Ricky Warwick tell us it was Linnet? And then someone else told us that was wrong. <laughs> and someone told us it was Linois once. No, no, that. it's not Linnet. It's Whoa. not Linot. <laughs> Linot? Phil Linot. Phil Linot. Is that what we're going to say? Yeah. I'm going to say, say it different every time. I'm going to say it's Giglio. <laughs> it looks like it's... <laughs> I might say Giglio. We need to find it phonetically somewhere. It's tough, isn't it? I can't read it. For the Phil Phil Lynott is the is the bass player and lead singer and, and primary this songwriter says, of the band. This says Lynette. Well, that's wrong. Too. That's not right. That's a girl I took to prom. <laughs> <laughs> Lynette Nardoza, Italian. <laughs> All right, so the band has what? 12 studio albums, I think? Yes, 12 uh, studio albums. 12 or 13? It's 12. Okay. We're going to do your research. <laughs> we're going to do, um, we're going to play songs from all 12 albums. The first three albums, 
they don't have the that thin lizzy sound that you know from jailbreak or boys are back in town it's very um well i i irish i have it more of like a folky bluesy sound yeah that's, especially yeah. the first two the yeah. first two and and i'll admit that the first two are ones that i don't go to too often to listen to Okay. No, but you know what? A couple months ago, I was working a job and I was bored to tears and I brought those albums with me to that job and listened to them like straight through a couple of times. And when you listen to them as an al- as the album listening experience, they were pretty great. Yeah. But I agree. I don't know. Go- I found some good stuff on them, but they're just not my go to no. things to listen to. And then so we're going to go. The first Thin Lizzy album is uh, self-titled Thin Lizzy. 1971. 1971. The people playing the players what do you call them members of the band band members <laughs> the players the members of the band are uh, phil linot linot yeah linot linois brian downey on drums and they're there the whole time yes they are the those constants. two guys are there the whole they're time the and then playing lead guitar at that point is eric bell now before we start though i want to play before we hit the albums we're going to play their first single mm it's called The Farmer. Right, Kyle? Yep. Let's hear. This is the single. This wasn't on the album. This predated the album. This was when, you know, singles were a thing. Let's hear The Farmer. Me and my cousin Frank He's the one who rides the bank That rhymes. But some whiskey y'all can drink And it's in the barn you see, Marsh is passed away, and there's not much I can say, except to like you all to pray. Cause I don't know what we're gonna do, Lord help me, won't y'all come again? Won't y'all come? Your faces keep us warm. Won't you all come? That's the farmer. I don't even know if they say anything about a farm in the song. Now, to me, that sounds like the band. Yes, the you band. That, that's what that the band called like the me. band with the Robbie band. Robertson. Yeah, yeah, that's what that sounds like. Yeah, to that me. does. Now, and, and if you think Thin Lizzy, that's you, you, that's not the sound no, you're thinking. No. Of. Okay. So that was from 1970. So now, yes, 71. Now we're going to 71, but the single was 70. Now oh, gotcha. Go, okay. First album, 1971, so and I'm going to defer to you for the first song. I don't okay. know if we're going to have crossovers. We'll yeah. find out. Well, you know, I'm good at maybe just playing one from this early album here. So I'm kind of okay with that too. Yeah. Even so, though I have two, we'll just play one each. I actually have three, but I'm I'm ready just to play one because I want to get one. I want to dig deeper deeper when we go along. I wonder so, if we'll have the same any of the same one. Let's see. Well, let's start off with this one, Kyle. How about a little bit of "Look What the Wind Blew"? In? I had that one, which means that's one of the few good ones on the album. <laughs> okay. You can just 
just point at me whenever you want to. Yeah, just gotcha. point at him. Okay. So right I, there, you, I, I think there's a big difference already between those two songs. Between the farmer. I mean, the way he's singing, the yep. way they're playing. I mean, it's just crisp. It's yep. fast. It's, it's, and it's You can hear how good of a drummer Brian Downey oh, is he's even great. on that. And underrated. He's very very underrated. underrated. He's he's a name that when you're when they talk about you know the great drummers of rock, he, his name should come up more often than it, it does. It definitely should. I agree with you. Uh, now, my song, I had that song, but the other song I had off of this album is called Ray Gun. Okay. One sec. Well, what'd you, where were you? What happened? I was on Tom's list. I know someone. Now, this is like Jimi Hendrix, yeah. in my Fun- opinion. Funky. Yeah. About an alien. He's got a ray gun. Seriously. Just a short trip, a kind of brief holiday. All right, we're good. We're good. I want to make sure I'm not blowing any of you guys out the headphone wise. You guys good? Is it too loud? I screwed up your cue yeah, on the first Barry, one. Barry, if it's sorry, too Tom. loud, you're too old. Okay. So, Barry, is this you right here? Is this you right? Like right now, how's that? Can you hear me? Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Good? Okay. Because I don't want you to sit, because some people sit there and then... Then they're like, deaf for the rest yeah. of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like April sometimes will have one uh, one phone offer. That's because she's head. a DJ. And she likes yeah, it. That's she her likes jam. it in mono. That's her jam. She likes it in mono. Okay, okay, now before we go to the next album, there was an EP that came out. Man, you're, you are going deep. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> it's called, uh, this came out in 1971. It was between that album that we just played and the next album it's called the new day ep and we're gonna hear a song called things ain't working out down at the farm now i don't know what his obsession is with the farm loving it well i think this was on the first album too no that's the because well, i had that as a song on the well, first hold album on now. Hold return on. of the farmer's son yeah see that's oh, the, yeah. on the I think on the remastered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the remastered, track. it's a bonus track, but those bonus tracks are taken from this e- gotcha, EP. Gotcha. Here we go. There goes Moses carrying his Bible book. Never has a problem, just has a cup. It's good clean alcohol, and it fills you up. A lot of drinking in these songs. And here I'll go laughing like a fool, yeah. Well, a sign of things to come for our man, Phil. Yes. That guitar is cool, though. Yeah. A little wah-wah pedal or something? A little wah-wah? I don't play guitar. I just I don't know what it is. I don't just throw these things out. It sounds I, yeah, like I just we know say what we're talking like, about. Yeah, they put a capo on whammy yeah. bar. But maybe we should say a little something about Phil on it. So to kind of set the, the scene here of, of what we're dealing with. So he was a black Irishman. Yes. Leading a rock and roll band mm-hmm. in the 70s, which was kind of a rare thing, right? Yeah. His mom was white and he is... Philomena. Philomena. And his dad, she was she got pregnant by a guy. He was a uh, military guy mm-hmm. coming, coming through town, knocking up Philomena, right? And he left... <laughs> So uh, <laughs> Phil never had the dad growing up, you know, and right. that plays a, a role in some of his songwriting yeah. and, 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 you know, maybe some of the troubles that happened to him later on in life. But um, 
that was one of the things that actually kind of drew me to them as a kid mm-hmm. because um, we'll get to Jailbreak later, which was their big hit that came out in 76. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah, no, okay, we'll play I'm that excited. for you. We'll play that for you. Well, I'm here to learn. When that came out, I was 10 years old, so I must have seen them somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, on TV or in a magazine or something, and, and it was a striking picture of this guy you know it's like you didn't see a band with a guy like that leading and singing and and i think that's what originally drew me to them like and this is and this is this will sound racist but i mean he doesn't sound like a black guy you know what i mean that does sound racist (laughs) i'm leaving you know what i'm saying though so yeah the first time you see him like oh wait a minute yeah yeah so as a kid i remember i think i saw that and that impressed upon me mm-hmm. like wow that that's a different looking uh, group of people there yeah. and that's what you know drew me to them so and they're tough too yeah they look they always look good in pictures yeah they, know, do. they, they do they uh, do scott gorham with that long yeah, silky yeah, yeah. hair he looks and 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 the and phil Lynott, you know his, his nickname is is the rocker right and yeah and and he's kind of like he has the two he's two-sided coin right he's the rocker he's the hard tough guy but then he also writes songs that are like, like poetry these, yep. and then beautiful and that's and a little bit sappy at times yeah yeah but that's big, i like that big fro and a big mustache and tall dude also yeah yeah and out uh, there a playing. striking he was a striking yes presence, absolutely you know? perfect front man um Right, so okay, so we ready to move on to number two? We're ready to move on to Shades of a Blue Orphanage. 1972. Pretentious. Okay, so well, the, the title of this album came uh, because Eric Bell had a pre-Thin Lizzy band called Shades of Blue, and Phil Lena and Brian Downey had a pre-Thin Lizzy band called Orphanage. So that's where this title comes from, Shades mm-hmm. of a Blue now, now Orphanage. Now that is some deep deep knowledge it's like who put chocolate in my peanut butter no you put peanut butter in my chocolate <laughs> right and what song do you got for us um let's start it off with baby face all right oh i keep I screwed up here keep what if it's that baby face <laughs> drums Make me hot when I should be sleeping in my bed That's how I play drums Very nice, I did not choose Babyface You're bad Now, here's what I got I got my one song from here while some bands like to say, fuck the police, Thin Lizzy likes to say, call the police. How about a little Red Hot Chili Pepper vibe on this? A little bit. Been hit by your hammer on the head and nearly dead. Now all our worst fears came true. So far, musically, they're all over the place. Call they don't know what they want to do yet. Call the police. Drums. Call the police. Call the what do you think of those drums, Kyle? You play drums. Yeah, they're great. It's Brian Downey. Don't forget it. Johnny was a joker and a very heavy smoker. Now that's not I wouldn't say that's one of my favorite songs of theirs, but I, I had that written down too. Just just What if as, that song was called The Fireman? Then you love it. <laughs> oh 
George Strait. <laughs> but j- just to point out, okay. like, it did have like a red hot chili pepper vibe. Yeah. I, I never noticed before until I was listening to it. Now, could, I got one more. We can just play a little short clip from. Sure. This, this we're going to see the softer side of the rocker. Okay. So this song is called Sarah. And it was written for his grandmother. And uh, I have it starting at 15. Yep. And um, what we'll see is later on down the line, they're going to have another song named Sarah. So they got two Sarah songs. This is Sarah one. And this is and for his grandma. This is for grandma. And let's, let's get a little softer side of the rocker here. That's pretty soft. Playing it on a kid's piano. Captain's hair Shone softly in the sun Rode on his best mare To Sarah Now what woman named Sarah wouldn't want a song like that written for them? Your grandmother would love it. Barry, you need to go home and write a Mary song tonight. That's right. Okay. <laughs> now, before we move to the next album, there's another single. Oh, you and these singles. And but these this keys. is but this proves this this goes to number six in the UK, number one in Ireland, and number seven in Germany. This is their version of an old Irish song called Whiskey in the Jar. This isn't a Metallica song? <laughs> no, it's not. That's now I like that guitar there. That's a good one, and that's one that people have heard. Have you guys heard that? You no, have not heard that no. song? How about the Metallica version? No? So you know, yeah, if you were gonna go to another song that people might have heard, this would be one yeah, that, I would think that this, people yeah. might have heard. But that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, look, when I was growing up, Metallica um, not Metallica, um, Thin Lizzy didn't get played on the radio. Yeah. Only those three songs. And only, yeah. those, only two or three songs. So I mean So the history of that song is it's an, like you said, old Irish folk tune and it's the classic you know record company uh story where it was the flip side of mm-hmm. another single yeah. and they pulled that some dj flipped it over and that became the hit i think i think it would be kind of the uh, equal to uh, an american band uh making a rock rock and roll version of like this land is your land you know right. something like that and that's it's been covered a lot metallica had a big hit with it but yeah number one in ireland yeah they like the whiskey there yeah irish Especially ireland's in favorite jar songs. Whiskey, have it in a jar. But you got to get it out of the jar. We just we drank at jars. Where yeah, we just did yeah, with the restaurant. We just had we had beers in a jar. I should have brought whiskey hipsters. in jars. That's what today. the hipsters are doing these days: drinking out of jars, yeah, growing we beers. We don't use glasses here. We just have jars. <laughs> There's a thing online called "We Want Plates," and people just post pictures of like ridiculous things that food comes on, like two two small chairs, like a hamburger on two small chairs. It's really funny. <laughs> that does sound funny. I didn't know where you were going with that, but then when you told me, 
Yeah. Now, now I'm into it. I have to go there. Like for, at first I was like, why is he going to that? But now I'm going there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Bookmarking. It's All right. Uh, hey, before we continue, Tom, I just want to tell people that the, uh, the Rock Solid Notes are back in action. You can go to the new website, rocksolidpodcast.com. There'll be a link there to take you to the notes. And even though Andrew Rich has retired from doing the notes, we have Joe Van Overberg. He's doing a great job so far. I haven't given him enough props yet, so I want people to go there. And uh, hold on, I got a text from Kyle. Oh, okay, thanks, Kyle. And um, I was going to say, what <laughs> asshole is texting you right now? It's you. You were right on the it's money. It's me. Yeah. yeah. How so, close were you to blaming Murray for that? It uh, usually, oh, I wouldn't uh, doubt that we're going to get a yeah. text from Murray. I just put it, I just turned it off. There. But Joe, you're doing a great job. And Joe's the newest member of the Rock Solid family. So a uh, round of applause for Joe yeah. Van Overberg. Thanks, Joe. And if I said your name wrong, then you're just going to be uh, Joe Notes Joe. <laughs> Joey, Joe? Joey Notes. Joey Notes. Joey Notes. You got hey, a nickname Hey, Joey Notes. What <laughs> no, are you going to do? Remember the last time we gave someone a nickname? Oh, they quit doing the notes. They retired. <laughs> they did. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to the next album. Album number three. Which is called Vagabonds of the Western World. Now, it's still the same lineup. It's still Phil and Brian and Eric Bell. So yeah. what do you got for us from... Now this, I, I consider this their first really good album. Like this is a really good top to bottom album. And I agree with you. It's also the first album where they get the uh, cover art done by Jim Fitzpatrick. Who, yes. Who will go on to do many of their other album covers. So this is the first one where it's going to feature now, his... Uh, is Jim Fitzpatrick, is he Irish? Uh, Nigerian. Nigerian. Okay, good. Weird um, choice. He's a prince. But... Uh, of course. I know, what, I know what song you got here. You think you know. I think I do. Okay. Go ahead. You tell um, me. Hey, quick, a quick story about that, though. Uh, me and my son went, and we sat in the audience of the old Eddie Trunk, That Metal Show. And, you know, they have the Stump the Trunk yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. segment. So we were thinking of, you know, questions to ask them. And that was my question was, name the artist, uh, who, uh, you know, famous for doing the uh, that's a iconic that's Thin a Lizzy. That's a tough question. And that's exactly what Eddie Trunk said. He said, that one's too hard. They didn't let me ask that question. Oh, that's that's BS. It, it stumped the trunk. It's yeah, not. It's, that yeah. was a pre-stump stump the trunk. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to ask him the question. They said, "Nope, we nope. can't do this one. Too hard." Oh, they pre they pre they pre. What do I want to say? Approve the questions yeah. prior. Yeah. Mm, I don't think Eddie will know this. <laughs> what happened there? And then Jim Florentine gets to make his uh, joke. He made. Hey, you want a prize? Stick your hand in her box. She's got a box. Stick your hand in it. Pull out the prize. All right, Jim. We get it. Okay, let's go with the first song. I, this is this is the one that I bet you uh, think I'm going to pick. So yeah. I'm, let's just get it right out of the way. This is this is our man, the rocker, and this is the song, the rocker. Yeah. So we I got two of them on this one, Kyle. I see that. Okay. I got two also. I mean, I got two uh, times on this one. Oh, okay. Just tell me when you want to switch. Oh, I screwed it up. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. Did you go start to... Um, I started it. There we go. There's going to be this a lot of mistakes in this episode. I think I just wanted that good riff in there. Yeah. So now let's go forward to 33. Smooth. <laughs> so good. You know, that sounds like Thin Lizzy. Keep your face, you'd soon be seeing though. Hey, little girl, keep your hair top of it. I'm a rocker. I'm a rocker. 
And he was the rocker. He was the rocker. Now, Kyle, let me ask you something because you're the kid. I always ask this. How are you doing with with Thin Lizzy music so far? Oh, I like Thin Lizzy, so it's it, fine. Is it better or worse than Dire Straits? Oh, <laughs> Dire Straits is terrible. <laughs> is that your? Is that the worst episode you've ever, yes. ever had to sit through? Yeah. Christy and I made it fun though, but the music wise, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really rough. He was just like the whole time. He's like, it feels like oh I'm God. still there. <laughs> That always surprised. Dire Straits just doesn't seem like a band that would ev- evoke that much hatred. It's not that. It's just like it's fine, but it's just like <laughs> droning on and on about Ray Kroc and who gives a shit. And Bambino, come on. I also had the rocker, so I'm not going to play it because we played it. So I'm going to play Gonna Creep Up on You. Oh, yeah. That's good. Just some jamming. Oh, that sounds so good, though. Yeah, it does. I mean, oh, I got to listen that, to this album voice. more. Yeah. Just, I don't go headphones. to this album much. Yeah, I got one more from here. Sounds good in these headphones. Is that what you said, Kyle? Yeah, yeah these noise-canceling Bose yeah, these headphones. These are Bose. Yeah. yeah, pretty sweet. Now, how, how, this next one I got, it's it's kind of the title track. because The album's called Vagabonds of the Western World, but the track, I think, is called Vagabonds of the New Western World, or vice versa. I can't remember. I think it's just called Vagabond of the Western World. Vagabond. Vag- I'm a vagabond, yeah. But um, Singular. What I, what I love about this song is you get the uh, Celtic feel of Thin Lizzy, mm-hmm. and you kind of get some of that Irish Celtic feeling in this one with a little tuberlura. So let's, let's uh, start this one off from the top. All righty. Now, if you bought the original album, there were uh, four songs on side one and four songs on side two. That's eight songs. If you buy the deluxe remastered uh, CD with bonus tracks, you're going to get 31 songs. Nice. I'm just saying. Same Quite price? Upgrade. Same price? I don't know if it's the same price. <laughs> um, okay. So now, the next album. Okay. One last thing. On, on Vagabonds, yeah. one, another great song in there. Little Girl in Bloom. Um and that's a song that people might not be familiar with, mm-hmm. but you would be surprised to find how many covers have been done on that. I had a list right here. Have you ever heard of Ted Leo, Ted Leo and the Pharmacists? Yeah. They do a great cover of that. 
Megan Riley. I don't know who she is. Some Irish okay. singer. Midge Midge Ur did a cover of this. Well, yeah, he, he's, he and he, he later on plays a plays, plays a role in the band. Easy, you know, sure. Edith Hook. No, don't know who that is. Nope. And a, and some other band called Trondheim. But all these people do a cover of yeah, Stephen, Little Girl Stephen and Stephen Trondheim. Oh yeah, he's a big uh, Broadway uh, yeah. writes a lot they of songs. They sing for this Broadway. song, and they're all, but they're all dressed as cats while they sing. It. <laughs> oh, so are we hearing the song? Yeah, we don't have to, but you know, yeah, we, well, let, let's play, play a little, little bit. bit. Talked a lot about it. To let's not let's hear listen it. to um, let's listen to Ted Leo's version. Okay. Is he the guy that works with Amy Mann sometimes? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's kind of a more of a punk guy. Might have to skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of feedback. You see the ball go from bad to wicked, pass away the afternoon. She carries a secret, the child she carries in her She feels something sacred. I just think it's kind of cool. You find out that these yeah. other artists actually, you know, they're obviously listening yeah, to them. I've never known that, that was these. a Thin Lizzy song. Are you familiar with their version of that song, the Thin Lizzy version? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, no? I mean, I own it, but I'm not familiar with it. I gotta listen to this album. I gotta pull this back out. It's a good one. So much music on my shelf. All right, thank you. Thank you. Julius, <laughs> uh, how are you doing with the Thin Lizzy? This isn't really in your wheelhouse, Barry, this type of music. I actually like that album. You do like it? Okay. All right, I'll send that to you. See, I mean, we're winning them over. We're winning people over. That's our goal tonight. Okay, we got big changes coming up with this next album. This next album's called Nightlife. 1974. 1974. Eric Bell. There's another single. Are you just skipping over that? I'm going to skip over that. Cool. Please don't say stuff. I know what I, I know what's oh, on my list. Okay, because sometimes what? you're like, oh, damn it, I didn't play that. Well, you know what? Let's try to have communication a little bit better than that. <laughs> Makes me look foolish. <laughs> um, uh, if I want to hear a single, I'll call out a single. We don't want to look foolish. <laughs> we never do. Why would we start now? Um... So this album's called Nightlife. This is the first time they work with like a, like a famous producer. Yeah, Ron Nevison comes Ron Nevison. onto the scene. He's and he's a well known name, really like in the heavy metal community. And then, but then and the an 80s, amateur artist. <laughs> <laughs> then the eighties, he worked with uh, Heart, yeah, and uh, Survivor. Ooh, yeah, he produced Vital Signs and When Seconds Count. Two big albums for Survivor. I think he also might have produced that. No, he didn't. I'm not going to say it. I know he, I know he worked with the Michael Schenker group. And yeah, they he had worked big, with UFO. He, they had big problems, though. He, he didn't mix in the second uh, bass drum, and Cozy Powell wanted to ring his neck. That's that's not true. Is that, that true? That is true. He didn't mix in the second yeah, bass drum? Yeah, he didn't He didn't put it in the mix. And Trust then when, me, we're not missing a second bass drum on what? anything. Yeah, but you know, it, uh, they were mad. Well, Cozy, right. well, he's working both those feet. Okay, he wants them both on yeah. there. What are you doing, Kyle? Didn't didn't Shanger like the recording? Hi, this is Michael. Oh, hi. I hope you're all doing great. So far. I'm also glad that the recording has been successfully oh, completed. No, Michael, we're not I'm done very yet. Happy we didn't with the result. <laughs> Keep on rocking. Yeah, so he didn't have well, he was he was happy with it. Cozy <laughs> yeah. Powell wasn't. Was he talking about our recording or is he talking about their recording? I didn't think it's just in general. Is he still here? 
Uh, I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cover artwork is by the same guy, Jim Fitzpatrick. Uh, We have a lineup change. But not as good. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like that album cover or not. Here are a few ideas I have. Yeah, put them all on. <laughs> <laughs> you got a moon, you yeah. got a panther, a little, you got a city. A little jumbled. A lot of I stuff think, I think there. the panther is supposed to uh, represent Phil. Black panther. Black panther. Yeah. Racist. <laughs> uh, lineup change. This is the classic lineup now. They yeah. bring in two guitarists to replace Eric Bell. I guess he was yeah. that good. Eric Bell is out. Are you showing it to the Gilios the album cover? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got Eric Bell out, and we bring in Scott Gorham and, and Brian, Brian Robertson. Robertson. Now, Scott Gorham will remain with them from this point on. To, and still, mm-hmm. the lone, uh, one of the lone yeah. touring members when Thin Lizzy goes out and plays some shows. And so here's where they kind of start developing what is their signature sound. The, the two, harmony guitar and lead. the two yeah. guitar attack. So, so what happened to the other guy? I mean, I know, but the listeners probably know. What happened to Eric Bell? Yeah. I forget. I, I I watched the thin. He was in the Thin Lizzy behind the music. He's still alive. Oh, was I think. he was he having drinking problems too? Maybe um, might have been. I mean, they drink a lot of stuff out of a jar. Yeah, <laughs> he might have. Uh, he know, was literally heavy. He couldn't drink out of things that weren't. <laughs> let me see if he's still alive now. It were cups. He wanted. He he insisted on drinking out of a glass, and they kept saying no. Seventy it's years be old. A jar. Yeah, still alive. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if we can find out why he left uh, Thin Lizzy. Yeah, why, why, why did he get? Did he get the boot or did he go on his own accord? It says, "I really had to leave because of ill health. Yeah, it was it's exhaustion it. and the majority of things that were available to me, drugs, ill health, ladies, quote, quote unquote. I couldn't really handle it. And he was temporary, temporarily—that's the word—replaced by Gary Moore. Yeah, and then, Gary Moore goes in and out of Thin, of Lizzie. thin Lizzie, and, and yes, it's funny does. because I think a lot of people associate him with Thin Lizzy and think that he was in, in the band a lot longer but than he was. He, but he was not. Yeah, he was not. Back off, people. Okay, what song do you have for us from Okay, so we Night got Nightlife, 1974. Let's open up with She Knows. This one's at, what, 20? 20 seconds. I had this one, too. A good song. So had that on my list, as I said before. So let's go with It's Only Money. Credit unions. Ooh. Yeah. They were on it. 
Um, when he spoke, did he have a Irish accent? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he okay. did. Thick, thick bro. But not when he sings. No. That's like when he plays it up some in some songs. He'll yeah. play, play it up a little bit. You know, Mick Jagger's speaking voice and singing voice are different. Yeah, I was just curious. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, this is my speaking voice, and then this is my singing voice. So I mean, <laughs> it's different. I dislike it's a little one bit of those. So let's see. Tonight you know. there's going to be a jailbreak. <laughs> see. Yes, Tom. Those, those Irish guys, you, you know how they, they love their mothers. Oh, they love their mothers. So this song is dedicated to his mother, Philomena. Yep. The song and the song is, song called, is called Philomena, Philomena from the start. And I like this one, too, because, again, you kind of get that Celtic, the Celtic feel. Is he named after his mother? Yes, he is. That broke up there. Now, at this point, the band is not selling album any albums at all. They've really no. only had that one big hit, Whiskey in the Jar. Everything else is like, these aren't even charting, these albums. No. And, and if it was nowadays, they would have been dumped. They would have been dumped. And we would never yeah. hear from them again. But yep. it's funny how back in those days, they, they gave you another shot and another shot yeah, and another shot. Let's see what shot. they can do. Yeah. They're also on a new record label for this fourth album. They're on Vertigo. They were on Decca, mm. but now they're on Vertigo. And um, they haven't start used they haven't start uh, started using that classic uh, Thin Lizzy logo yet, but that's going to come up. Do you have any more songs from Nightlife? Are we moving um, on? Well, I, I would mention that the, the there's a song on Nightlife called "Still in Love with You." That's a very well known song. That's of theirs. a great song. Yeah, but well known in Thin Lizzy yeah. circles. But I the Julios aren't going to know it. They might. You never know. I don't don't underestimate know. the Julios. Uh, you know what happened to the last guy that underestimated the Julios? Well, they, you know. Yeah. Nope, I don't know. Teamster president? Hoffa? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this uh, this song is... I got nothing. The, I'm out of gas. The better version of this song is actually the live version of okay. Still in Love With So are you, you playing the live version? No, because that kind of breaks the rules a little bit. Are you bit. playing the studio version? Um, let's, let's play a little bit of it. A little bit. It, it, do I even have it on there? Yeah, it's the live version. Okay. Oh, just, oh, he does have the live version? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did cheat then. All right. Okay. Play a little bit of the live version. I mean, it's from that era, so. Yeah. Go forward a little bit. Oh, darling, 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 darling. The Gilios are slow dancing. They were making out a couple seconds ago. I know. Get a room. We had one, but we had to come here. <laughs> okay, so that's the live the, the live version off of Live and Dangerous. We're not yeah. talking about that. We're sticking to studio, studio album. albums. But that that's one of their more well-known albums, yeah. too. Live. Yeah. When, you, when people discuss, like, what's your favorite live album, that one does come up. A yeah, lot of the, people do people love that. People say Kiss Alive, yeah. Frampton Comes Strangers Alive. Strangers in the Night. At Budokan, Strangers in the Night. UFO, yeah. UFO, UFO is not very good, are they? They're not <laughs> very good. That's what my wife says. 
but the uh, the recorded version of Still in Love with You from Nightlife. Yeah. That actually, um, there's a, 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 Frank, a Scottish singer named Frankie Miller. He sings on it with Phil. And that is also, the solo on that is Gary Moore. Even though he's not in the band, mm-hmm. he's not listed as a member, but he plays the plays solo, solo on, that on the recorded version of that. Very nice information that you're bringing tonight, Mr. Tom Norenberg. <laughs> oh, are you a villain now? Oh, I'm a very, yes I am. Who's a, what, I'm, I'm Bloodcock. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. That's our James Bond villain, Bloodcock. <laughs> yeah. What does he do? He can uh, shoot blood out of his <laughs> I don't think that was originally part of it. Oh, we rewrote the script a little, Kyle. That's, more, mean, of a, that's more of a superpower, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> maybe for me. But or a no, medical problem. <laughs> no, no good for you. Okay, so we're moving on to this. Uh, Tom, this is one of your favorite Thin Lizzy albums. Yeah, this is fighting. right up there. Fighting. This is this has, Fighting, 1975. This is the start of the classic sound. Yeah, finally, right. finally they get has it. Has that right. logo? Has the logo? Has This album actually has two different covers. It's got the, uh, the album cover that was released in, uh, across the pond, and then it's got a North American yeah. uh, album cover. And you know what? Both are pretty good. Both are pretty yeah. good. They look tough. They, um, you would not want to yeah. run into those guys in a dark alley. No, no, sir. If I had to pick, I, I like the style of the UK cover a little better. Yeah. Cause well, the, see, the other I, one, I like the standing in the alley. I like the style of the American cover because mm. I'm a patriot. <laughs> okay. You probably kneel for the anthem too. Don't you <laughs> kneel for everything? Oh, God. I do. I kneel for everything. I'm so, t- I'm so exhausted. I just, ah, honey. Okay, so Phil took over the producing duties on this one. Yes, he did. Uh, sole producer, Phil mm-hmm. Lennett. Because um, even though they worked with uh, Ron Nevison, it didn't really work out for them the yeah. way they had hoped. They thought that was going to bring them some big, some big hits and some big album or sales. Or maybe he asked for too much money. We don't know. Mm, Do we that's know? That's true. Let me tell you something yeah. about Ron Nevison. He used <laughs> to be a work for Bloodcock. <laughs> Only makes me laugh. I like hearing it in the headphones. So I'm going to give a little shout out, a little shout out to friend of the show, John Lamoureux. Okay. And um, I've st- started listening to him since he's been a guest the on Hustle. your show. His that, podcast yeah. is called The Hustle. I, I, I learned about that when he guested, guest hosted on here. Mm-hmm. He's very and tall. Very tall. Yes. And he recently had a guest on his show, a guy named Stephen Thomas Earlwine. Are you familiar with that name? Uh, no. Do you ever look at a website called allmusic.com? Yes. Okay. So Stephen Thomas Earlwine writes for that. And I think he actually might have kind of founded that website. Mm. All right. So I was looking at some of the reviews of some of these older albums. And, and he had written a review for allmusic.com. And this is how he describes fighting. Okay. And you tell I think he nailed it. Let me hear it. Tense, coiled, vicious rock and roll album. That's also the vibe around this table. Yeah. Tense. <laughs> Vicious. <laughs> That's good. That's a good description. I think. I think it does. I think it describes it well. So let let, let me start off. Let's let's go with the uh, album's called Fighting. Let's go with the song called Fighting My Way Back. Are you taking this from the top? I hope. Oh, from the top. Yeah, yeah from the top. Fighting my way back. Don't just stick those out on the 
That really sounds like thing is Yeah. Like. It makes you want to fight. Let's go right you now. You want to go? You want to go, Kyle? Sure. It's the four of us against Kyle. Well, I'll lose, but we will still go. I've been looking for an excuse to kick Barry's ass the moment he walked in here. <laughs> he just brings that out in people. I don't look at him. Should we bring up our fight story? Oh. <sighs> Yes. Let's play one. Let me. Okay, we'll do it right now. So you you posted this on the Facebook page. I just posted it on my own Twitter. That's right on your Twitter. Okay, so Kyle and I, we go to see uh, the movie It. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, we go to the opening night. Night before opening night. Night before opening night. Because uh, we're special. Well, I, I was going to say, as Hollywood insiders yes. do. Sure. 7 30, 8 o'clock showing. You know. All the big wigs are there. Red that's, carpet. That's good information for yeah. what's about to come. Yeah. So we go to the Arclight Cinema, which is, uh, it's pricey to go there. It's expensive, uh, you know, because. Um, it's expensive, so you can sit in an equally uncomfortable seat <laughs> and have like a Simpsons character yeah. come out and be like, tonight's show is. <laughs> It's originally Stephen King. It's based on a book. Um, so anyway, we go to see it and we're, uh, and my allergies are acting up that night. So, uh, we're about 80 minutes into the movie and, um, I blow my nose for a second time to get some relief. And now you can drink at this theater too. We're not drinking, but, um, the guy next to me, has been drinking. He's uh, on his third and fourth beer. That we saw. Because I saw. remember we he was there. He had, yeah. no, it was like fifth or sixth. Because mm-hmm. he how, had How a deep beer. into the movie are we at We're this We're about point? 90 minutes in. Okay. If that. He's yeah. already been up twice and come back twice. Yeah. Like he's at a baseball game. Oh, like yeah, right. two beers. Like. So, and he's not, a, he's not a big guy. He's not a, he's not a, nothing he's like, just like, no, not like threatening normal, looking. Just like a normal looking guy. Older. Yeah, older. Gray hair. Full head of gray hair. And it, sorry, Barry. Um, so he. Uh, I'd kill for a full head of gray I hair. I know. Better a full head of gray hair than no hair. Ooh, I'm sorry. Although you look good bald. You look great bald. You have a good oh. head for being bald. Yeah, as long as you keep that hat on you. I know. Great. I, I got to okay, protect so, the noggin. So I blow my nose for the second time during, you know, an 80 minute movie. <laughs> and this guy leans over to me and he says, just like this, he says, Are you okay? Actually, that way, it was more like this. Hey, are, are you okay? And so I go, how nice. <laughs> a concerned citizen. Adam West's Batman would be very pleased. So I lean over to him and I said, yeah, I'm fine. It's, I have allergies and it's just, they're just kind of acting up uh, tonight. Because I think he's concerned about me. And then he says, yeah, because it's really fucking annoying. I'm like, I was like, and I'm like, I go, what? He goes, it's really annoying. I go, yeah, well, you've been up and down twice. You're in your third and fourth beer. I go, so don't tell me what annoying is. And then he goes, do you want me to call an usher? I go, yeah, I want you to call an usher. So now I'm sitting there. Call and he do- the And police. he doesn't, by the way. He just, yeah, he doesn't. He, just like he doesn't, because I've called his bluff. So my heart is now beating out of my chest. I'm so fucking angry. I'm so fucking pumped up. I'm so mad. And the thing that made me mad, like if he would have leaned over and said, you're going to do that all night? It's fucking annoying. I still would have been mad, but not as mad as the gaslighting of, Yeah, he set, hey, he set you up. Hey, are you okay? 
I was like, what the? So now sit there for like, you know, 10 minutes and then Kyle, you get up and you leave. So I, in my head, I had to go to the bathroom, but I was also like, well, I used to work in a movie theater, so I'm just going to go out. And when I'm in the bathroom, be like, hey, there's a drunk guy in there that won't (laughs) shut up and is trying to fight people and they'll just kick his ass out. Yeah. So, so I go to the bathroom. When I come out of the bathroom, he's already talking to security. Because yeah, I was like, I was like, fuck this guy. Uh, I wasn't th- afraid of this guy. I wasn't threatened by this guy. But I'm really mad at him. I'm really mad that he's threatened me with he's going to call a nacho. So in my head, I'm just like, I'm going to get a nacho. So I go down and I, I say to the, um, I say to this is a very good music podcast talk. I, I, I go to one of the guys. I go, yeah, is there security here? And he goes, oh yeah. And they and they, they do have security. They have guys in these jackets and they're busting out of these jackets. They're big dudes. And I said, yeah, there's a guy, I bend the truth a little bit here. I said, there's a guy sitting next to me and I blew my nose and he said, if I blew my nose again, he was going to kick my, he was going to fuck me up. That's what he told him. So I lied. I lied. I said, if I blow my nose again, he's going to fuck me up. And they're like, the golden rule works both ways. That's what I've always said. You're absolutely right. So they go, well, what seat do you? And I show him my tickets and he's like, uh, and they said, do you want to move your seats? I go, I do not want to move my seats. Cause this is like pay you pay for the, like it's reserved seats. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. pick your seats ahead of time. So we yeah. pick these seats where we wanted to sit. I go, no, you pay a lot of money to come here. Uh, but it's opening the movies night and the, it's packed. So wait, you know, we're going to have to move in the front. Yeah, we're going to have to move in the front. The movies go in this whole time. Oh yeah. The movies though, go right? on the whole time. Yeah. And I said, I'm, I'm with my nephew. I brought my nephew out for a fun night. <laughs> And they go, let me get the, and then you go back to the seat, right? Yeah, you were just like, just go back to the seat. So I, I went back to the seat, and that guy was like spread eagle, so I like pretended I couldn't see and need him right in the knee. And he was like, <laughs> ah! So, uh, so they, go, they go, let me, yeah, we're petty. We, uh, we, the manager comes, and she says, she rock, goes, Rock and peace, petty. Rock and peace, petty. <laughs> the manager says, what's going on? I go, and I tell her the whole story again. And she's like, um, do you want to move your seats? I go, I do not want to move my seats. And she's like, I go, I want you to, I want you to go up and I want you to remove him. I go, he's threatening people. I go, I don't feel safe. I'm doing all that stuff now. I'm like a poor, helpless. I go, I don't feel safe sitting next to him. Um, You pay a lot of money to come here. I go through the whole thing. It's a hostile movie environment. Yeah, yeah. And I go through the whole thing. And she says, um, I go, you do have security, right? Now she knows I know they have security, but I'm asking a question that we both know the answer to. I go, you have security here, right? She goes, yes. I go, and you have the security to keep, the paying customers that aren't causing a problem safe, correct? And she's just like, yes. <laughs> I go, okay. So I go, I'm asking you to do that. And she goes, look, if we go up and try to remove him, it's going to cause a commotion for the whole theater. And so I say, I can tell you what, if I go back to my seat, there's going to be a commotion. <laughs> And she goes, well, well, sir, we don't want that. I go, and that's why I'm asking you to remove him. And she's like, okay. So she, uh, she goes, go stand in the aisle and watch the movie and don't go back to your seat until we Now, not to be Andy Rooney. When I worked in a movie theater, if someone was like, someone's making noise, I'm like, let's go. I'm kicking their ass They're out because I'm like, you're out, done. So, uh, so I, I wait in the aisle. I don't see anything happening where our seats are. I don't see anything happening. But all of a sudden, a, a kid comes with a radio headset and he's like yeah excuse me sir they told me it was okay to take you back to your seat now i go okay great he walks me up there and that guy and the three people that were with him are gone also well side note i'm so i'm sitting there so i see like three like giant people just come in the aisle they tap the wrong person even though we told them what 
seat number it was, and that guy's very confused. And they removed the people he wasn't with <laughs> as well. Everyone's so they, out. So they kicked out that guy, and these people yeah. were like just in the crossfire, like, what's happening? How, yeah. did, how long did this whole scenario play out? Like, uh, So this minutes? was like 90 minutes, then like 20 minutes later, and then they probably kicked him out around like... What, like two? There were probably like 30 minutes left in the yeah. movie by the yeah. time they kicked him out. So you got to see the clown, right? You'll oh, fl- yeah. You'll okay. float too. You'll float too. But then we saw him leaving, and he was yes. like, he was like, you know, when you, like in the dark, we couldn't tell that he was like super drunk, but like, you know, when you see a drunk person, they're doing that like almost yeah. like a Mortal Kombat, like they're like way wobbling around, and he couldn't tell like the depth of things. Like he was mm. trying to put his hand down, and yeah. it was like he was plastered and like pleading to like get his money back or something and they were not having it well you guys not only should you went back to your seat but they should have given given you free tickets too for a later um, date i was satisfied at the time with what happened uh but uh, i wish i would have also said yeah i want uh, i want my money back yeah i'm telling you you guys this happens to me Everywhere I go, you're just you're just drunk I, and you start fighting people. Talking about this uh, album, fighting, and that's how this came up. Everyone, if you're just tuning in, who would just be tuning in? <laughs> that would be so great if some person was I like, know. you know what, I'm going to start in the middle. I like to start about 45, uh, 50 minutes into rock solid. They get all the bullshit out of the way. So yeah, I just um yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I'm a magnet for it too. I'm telling yep. you, everywhere I go, grocery store. Uh, you name it, you name it. Everybody wants to fight me. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it everyone, is. Everyone wants to fight a hero. <laughs> yeah, that's what it right. is. They want to take down a hero so they have a story to tell. I don't know. It gets it gets old though. I feel your pain. So that was that's our story. Okay. Back In fairness, to, people have been asking us about it. That was a good. Story. Yeah, people did ask. That was us a good about story. It. Okay, back uh, to the songs. Yes, I'm gonna go with the first song in the album. It's actually a cover of a Bob Seger song. I've played it on this. Uh, show many times, but let's hear a little bit of Rosalie. Also a good live version of this on Live and Game. Yes. A smoother operator you will never see. Now, speaking of Bob Seger, did you have tickets to go see Bob Seger? Because he just uh, postponed all of his dates. I put in a request for free tickets to review the show. And they said, hey, they're all available. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'll get them now. Do we know why? He He had back problems. Oh, okay. He had a back spasm that acted up. Dancing around in his socks and his, uh, you know, slippery fort. Oh, wait, that's Tom. That's Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) The, um... I bet all these rockers now are like Tom Petty died. I'm gonna go to the doc- doctor. Every little yeah. thing. I don't think Tom Petty was a guy to go to the doctor though. No, nah, he was. You know, he smoked a lot. Smoked a lot. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. Stuart Copeland before we started recording uh, at his house, he goes, "Do I have time to go out and take a smoke?" I went, "Sure." And then in my head, I'm like, "No, don't take a yeah, smoke." Yeah. Who's, what are you who's talking about? You that? look fantastic. It always drives me nuts. You like play you, drums. You go to the grocery store, right? And, you, and you're walking up to the grocery store, and you see these. 
the young girls that work at the grocery store and they're sitting outside on the on on their break, you know, on the curb yeah. smoking a cigarette and they're like 20 years old and it's like, "Why are you doing that?" I like when you go into a medical facility and all the nurses are outside smoking. <laughs> well, you should the see the doctors. You should see how many times we go on medical calls at work for difficulty breathing, mm-hmm. yeah. emphysema, asthma, whatever, and you walk in and the person is choking, coughing, can't can't catch their breath mm-hmm. on home oxygen and a cigarette in their mouth. Oh my god. All the time. The uh, when's it, when's smoking gonna stop? Like my kids are like they're like ugh, smoke. Like they they don't like it at all. Do you, now, well, because they're, not, they're not cool, Pat. And are they knows. the same way with smoking? No, they're smokers. Yeah. <laughs> nope, smoking since day one. Mom smoked when she was pregnant with them. So now they. Everyone knows if you want to be cool, you got to smoke. So vape is obviously va- your vape. Your kids are nerds. Okay. <laughs> I, I do have a serious question. Why are the first responders in the biggest truck there is? Well, it's not always the biggest truck. Okay. It's, it's whatever's available. Okay. You're, you're, you're going to get a fire engine, and if, if they're busy, then you'll get the truck. I the see. tiller, mm-hmm. you know. But normally, that's not going to be the first thing okay. that, that comes. That's what I was confused. And it also has to do with who's closest. Right? Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, it's all about who's closest, Kyle. All right. Got to get there. Yeah, got to get there and help you out. Okay, next song. I mean, I'm grateful for them. I was just, it just seems sometimes it's a big. You're frightful for them? No, I'm thankful. Oh, thankful. Thankful. I'm frightful of them. Frightful of them. (laughs) I don't like them. No. Fighting. Um, Yeah. Here we go. One more song from Fighting. By the way, they're still not selling albums. This one uh, in the UK, I think this album goes up to number 60. Yeah, that's not good. Top 60. That's not good. So far, we're doing great. Top 60. Okay, so this next song, I, I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's called Wild One. Again, showing the softer side of, of, of Phil. And uh, so go ahead and play this. I have a little short story about this song, too. Is it about a movie theater and fighting? I love that one. It also, uh, that Celtic, that Celtic sound. I love that when they go that way. Yeah, but we every tune. so every year in, in, at, at my job we have what we call a uh, a holiday luncheon. Right? Oh, a key party in San Francisco. It's when you bring your spouses and everyone puts a key no, in, no, uh, in no a, spouses, no in, spouses. A, in a fire helmet, no and then whoever's key you pull out, you go home with them. <laughs> hey, I got the engine. I can take whoever I want. Woohoo! It's like white elephant, but with keys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so we're over in San Francisco. <laughs> he just ignores us. That's great. We're over in San Francisco, and we we you know we start from one venue to the next venue to the next venue, and at the end of the day, our last stop was this, this Irish bar. It's called the Irish Bank, and so by that time, you know, we got a, you got a few beers in you, and you're feeling pretty good. And I go to look at the um, the jukebox, and sure enough, they got Thin Lizzy songs, right? Irish Bar, and they got Wild One. So I'm like, oh my god, I got to play this. So I pump some quarters in there, put Wild One in. 
and I'm going around telling everybody, oh, you guys, just wait, just wait. This great <laughs> song's coming up. Just wait, you know. Well, I'll, you know, 10 songs play before it finally comes on. And it just so happens that when the song starts, I'm standing in front of the front door entrance to this bar. Well, right as the song starts playing, this woman and her boyfriend or husband come walking in the door. And I just take her hands and start singing to her the, the lyrics of the song, right? And she starts crying, like sobbing, right? So I'm singing, and then all of a sudden I realize she's crying. And I stop and I go, are, are you okay? And she goes, oh, I just can't believe you know the words of that song. <laughs> this is my favorite song. And, I'm, and you know, obviously That's she's from, from Ireland. I'm like, oh, I go, yeah, I love them. That's my favorite song and blah, blah, blah. And within 20 seconds, she says, you know, I got a flat right around the corner from here. Would you want to go right now? This is in front of the guy who's either the husband, the boyfriend, or whatever. You were too far off. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Party. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just felt so bad for that guy. Yeah. Because he just stood there and he didn't say a word. How was she? Hey, man. Was she good? Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't worth the walk. <laughs> she said she was a block away. It was like four blocks. Uh, forget it. No, but I just thought that was funny. That's funny. That's, that's strange, too. Yeah. No, I mean, she broke down sobbing. Was your singing that bad? I think it was that good. <laughs> Were you butchering it? <laughs> Are we moving on to the next album? Um, do you have any more? I don't have any more. I have one more. Let's, let's play a, a quick okay. little... Since it's your favorite. This is your yeah, favorite this thing, is, Lizzie. This album. is probably my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about a little quick clip of King's Vengeance? And we'll start it off at 10 seconds. I love this part. Spring she comes and spring she dances. With summer winds and summer breezes. Blow through your hair. Good, 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 good. I live right around the corner if you want to. Well, give me your hands. Are you guys going to bang around? <laughs> All right, here we go. March 1976. They finally get a winner. Ba-boom. Boom. It goes gold in the U.S. Their only album to... to Go gold in the U.S. I have that written down too. Um, goes to number ten in the U.K. Goes to number eighteen in the U.S. This, of course, is the album called Jailbreak. Now, nineteen seventy-six. Nineteen seventy-six. Now, but they don't use they don't use the uh, the logo on this album. They had that great logo that they started with, and then they. But it's okay. This is still a great album yeah. cover and more more album artwork from Fitzpatrick. Yep. Now. You pointed out the other day when we were in the car, yeah. you were listening to this. The special edition. CD. Yeah. So yeah. like the, the cover is like a comic book character holding a TV screen. Yeah. And he's, With, watching, he's watching the four prisoners escape. Yeah. But on the special edition, they crop it so that there's only three members of the band escaping. 
Well, were they having issues with uh, Robertson already at this no, point? No, because this is the reissue. This yeah. is this oh, is, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I gotcha. so I think it's just hmm, a mis- interesting. I think it's just a mistake. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, producer John Alcock. Yeah, who's that guy? I don't know. Never heard of him. But uh, anyway, yeah. So he came he, in, produced this one. This was their. This is. I, I just have written down. This is a big hit. Big songs. Big songs on this one. Did he produce any following albums or just just no, this one? Um, I think on the next one. Yeah, on the, he's on the next one. Okay. But so this is their big one, right? So they they they've been struggling. They finally hit it big, and uh, title album jailbreak, title song jailbreak, right from the top. I love this opening chord, power chord. Every no, there's no one that doesn't know this song. How about the Giglios? You guys know this one? Okay. The Giglios. They were like, nope, <laughs> no clue. One of the best songs of all time. What if they do every song but this one? Ugh, be so angry. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak. Where? Somewhere in this town. Maybe at the jail. See me and the boys, we don't like it. So we're getting up and going down. Hiding low, looking right to left. If you see us coming, I think it's best. You move away, do you hear what I say? From under my breath. Right, I gotta fade it out first. Come on, give it. I just have to do this because this was such a. This happened right here in this studio when Ricky Warwick was here, and we asked him if he would play a Thin Lizzy song for us. He's the new Ricky Warwick. Yeah. Oh yeah, for the for you for yeah. He's the um, he's the touring singer when Thin Lizzy does shows now. So here we go. It's party right in this room. Jailbreak somewhere in this town. See me and the boys, we don't like it. So getting up and going down. Hiding low, looking right to left. You see us coming, I think it's best. You move away, do you hear what I say from under my breath? Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak. Kyle, who produced that? Oh, me. That's right. Sounds great. Were you nominated for a Grammy for that? I, you know what? I was not. I missed the cut. For the Live from the Rock Solid Studio album? <laughs> mm. uh, we would make it sound so much better now, too. Yeah. That sounded pretty good. Yeah, but we know how to do it a little yeah. bit better now. And that song has one of the best pickup lines ever. Hey, you, good-looking female. <laughs> Come here. That's how I got how my you, wife. That's how, how I got my wife. Two met. You guys did that too. It works, huh? Uh, what do we? Oh, so it's my turn. I'm yeah. gonna play a song, right? Yes. Yes. At least I'm one. gonna play. Uh, I had jailbreak. Okay. How can you not have it? The other big song in this is gonna be the playout song. Okay. So if you're thinking you're gonna That's hear a mystery. That, it's a don't, mystery, don't say what it is. Say it. So play a little boy, a little bit. 
play a little bit of cowboy song. Mm. Not a bad song on this album. No. This is solid. Nine songs, top to bottom, the whole thing. I just listened to it this past week. It's yeah. really great. Oh, I have great memories of this. You know, so going back to earlier, we were talking about how, as a kid, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I saw them. I must have seen them somewhere. That's right. We forgot to say that you saw Thin Lizzy live. Yeah, that, that's coming up. We'll okay. talk about that. Trying to all right. But but the thing about Jailbreak is, you know, the the big monster hit that you're going to play out with. Yeah. Everybody knew that. Right. Yep. Everybody knew that. And I remember as a kid, I loved that song. And every time I'd go to the mall, there, the record store, there was Music Land. And I'd look at those cassette tapes and I'd see that cassette in there, you know, Thin Lizzy Jailbreak. Yeah. But I was also very kind of frugal with my money. Mm-hmm. And I was always so afraid that it was going to be a one hit wonder. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm going to buy that tape. There's only going to be that one good song. You know, yeah, the guy looks cool. And, but, you know, I bet they're, I, I bet they're a one hit wonder. Anyway, yeah, I finally. I mean, that, that's an album cover made for a kid to buy. I know, I know, but I just couldn't. You know, I was Couldn't always afraid it. that I was going to get it and it was going to suck. I finally break down and get it, right? So I have such fond memories of this album, mm-hmm. Jailbreak, having it on a cassette tape. And there's a, I live up in, in the Bay Area, and there's a place we love to go camping at called Pinecrest. Okay. Right? Big lake, camp, hiking, camping, swimming. And my family did not camp, okay? So the only time I got to go camping was when, with one of my friends, you know, would invite me. Well, my one buddy, his family would go up to Pinecrest every year, first week of August, every year, and they'd always invite me, so we'd go up there. So there was one year, there was three of us, we were all up there, me, Greg Gonzalez, Sean Kane, and the three of us, and we're just eighth grade, I think it was the summer between eighth grade and freshman year, Alrighty. and we're just up there running wild, chasing every girl on that in that campsite that we can chase, <laughs> and we had jailbreak on cassette. And the first Van Halen album on cassette. Okay, and what are you listening to? Do you have All a boom, of it. You have a boom yeah, box. Yeah, we had a little boom, little boom box, box. Okay, with the circular radio dial. Remember that? Not the not the dial right, that went across, right, right. but the circular radio yeah. dial. One speaker. It's about this big, and we listened to those two tapes nonstop that week. So at Pinecrest, they have these I logs. Bet that sounded so shitty. But at the time, we thought right? it sounded great. But how you bad? Know? Like if, if we had that right now, and we put it down, and we put a cassette in, we'd, we'd be stomp like, on it. We'd be like, ugh. Okay, so they have these logs, you know, these big, long logs that mm-hmm. are 12 feet, 15 feet long, and they're chained together, and they go out in, into the water, mm-hmm. and you can try to walk on them, you know, like, like, a, like a log uh, lumberjack. And, and if you fall down between them, you die. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. But I, I remember walking out on those logs, and I didn't realize it, but I had the jailbreak cassette tape in my back pocket. Oh, Because I had my Tom, Daisy Dukes. Tom, I had my Daisy Dukes on. Not good. And so we were out in the logs, we're falling in the water, and we get back to the campsite and we're like, we're going to play the tape again, right? We got to listen to Jailbreak again. And it's gone. And I'm thinking, where in the heck is that tape? And I'm like, 
I think it was in my pocket. Let's go back down to the logs. So we go back down to the logs. Now it's like six o'clock at night. No one's swimming. So the water's nice and calm. And we look down and there it is sitting at the bottom of the lake. Oh, right? No. Dive down there. Get it. <laughs> no. Bring it back up. No. We let it sit out overnight. The next night we pop it in. Sounds as good as new. <laughs> <laughs> so every, every time I listen to this wow. tape, I think of Pinecrest. And every time I go to Pinecrest, I think of Jailbreak. Mm. And, I, and, I, and also on Van Halen 1, Little Dreamer. That song brings, that always reminds me of Pinecrest. So anyway. Every it, time you go to Pinecrest, you should throw a copy of Jailbreak in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your, you got one uh, more I song? I got one more song. Okay. I'm gonna, I want to dedicate this one to our good buddy, Murray. Ooh. Okay. And as you guys know. Now, wait know, a minute. Murray, is, now, who's, is this a friend of yours? A good friend. He's your good friend, too. Murray Valeriano. Okay. Do you, do you know, Kyle? Doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Murray, you're my friend. Okay. And the one thing that I love about Murray is that we have, we have so much in common. I right? talk to Murray more than any of the other uh, co-hosts. So do I. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was always out of the country. Yeah. I mean, I like him the least and talk to him the most. It's like, uh, it's like a catch 22. <laughs> it's a conundrum. But the thing I love about Murray is we have so much in common. Our love of music, our love of comedy and our love of sports. I mean, you guys know what a sports nut Murray is. That We're, guy is Murray and I are always watching the Murray game. is constantly texting me about the Giants <laughs> and the uh, Niners and so I want to play this song for him. It's called Warriors dedicated to Murray, the number one <laughs> fan of the Golden State Warriors World Champions. Here we go. Losers or conquerors All flash past on my silver screen Death is no easy answer For those who wish to know Just ask those who've been before you What fate the future holds It ain't There you go, Murray Nice. Now, we're, the next album we're going to was also produced by John Alcock. You are wearing a t-shirt I from am, this album. I am. Johnny the Fox. Johnny the Fox. Now, I'm not a big fan of Johnny the Fox. Well, you know, it's, it's not jailbreak. It's not jailbreak. This, this is where we get into the Thin Lizzy. But it's Lizzie, not fighting either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is where this we is get into misstep. the Thin Lizzy spinal tap phase yeah. of their career okay <laughs> yeah so they just have jailbreak yep big monster hit mm -hmm. they're finally all their all their hard work is paying off yeah they now go out on tour and what happens they can't find the stage phil <laughs> lenott has gets hepatitis okay so they have to, i have hepatitis okay and ha has it been a positive for you? Really? I have it right now. No, of course. Do you think so you're, I don't know. You were having some medical issues the other day. So. Maybe that's what the guy in the you're movie theater your, thought. Blowing your nose all uh, the time. You probably gave everybody in that theater hepatitis. The next time someone leans over and says, are you okay? I'm going to go, I have hep C. <laughs> but and then um, just cough on them. Blah. So they pull them off the tour, right? They're on the big jailbreak tour. I'm dying. I have MRSA. It's fine. <laughs> Staph infection. Want some popcorn? <laughs> Stick your hand in my popcorn. My penis is in yeah. it. You're going to find more than uh, mm. hepatitis in there. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> you've heard the show and you've probably seen a penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, Barry, confirm? Oh, I think. 
how many years have you been together again? 20? Oh, you've seen a penis, Mary. And Barry, you've seen one too. Probably today. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom and Kyle are laughing. That's good. Mary's laughing too. Barry not happy. What's going on, Tom? Poor Barry. Barry's probably seen one since he's landed. Just- <laughs> Johnny the Fox. Okay, Johnny the Fox, 1976. <laughs> it sounds like a children's album. Well, it com- this comes out only seven months after Jailbreak. So they don't even let Jailbreak marinate and, Look, and you know. I have this same problem with uh, Tapestry comes out in February, and in December of that same year, they release another Carole King album. What? Come on, record, record executives, records. Yeah, yeah, push it six months. Yeah, wait a little bit. <laughs> so Johnny the Fox comes out in 76, seven months after Jailbreak. And this was written and recorded while Lynott was home recovering from hepatitis, took him off the road for jailbreak. Last full album with Robertson as a, as a last album with Robertson as a full as member. As a full member. Because he gets, he gets the boot too, because he starts causing trouble. So even though this is the classic lineup, this, that they only stayed like yeah. this for three albums. And the reason they kick him out is because he gets in a bar fight, breaks his hand and then, and he can't tour or record or whatever. So they're basically like, you can't do your job. We got to get rid of you. Right. You know? And then um, he shook hands with Lynette, Hep C. Yeah. <laughs> what if he said, what about Phil? He's, he's got a disease. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. You have to go. Yeah. Well, Phil writes the songs. He gets to stay. So John Alcock produces again. All right. So Johnny the Fox, title of the album, and here's the song and called... Okay. I have a question. Is go. this a concept album of I, some well, type? I, I can't follow the story. Apparently it is. I, I don't get it either. Um... It, but I mean, look, this uh, is a concept album in the way uh, "Kiss the Elder" is a concept album. But this, right? like, here we got we. The first song is called Johnny. Then we got a song called Rocky, and then later we have a song called Johnny the Fox meets Jimmy the Weed. I don't know what the hell is going on with this album. Well, I don't. I don't think they did either. That's that's the problem. Who knows? You know, if if they didn't have to rush this thing, it could have been a lot better. Could have right. been like uh, Sticks Kilroy was here. Could have been a, a story uh, that we could understand. We could only hope. What song are you playing? Uh, I'm going to start it off with Johnny the Fox meets Jimmy the Weed. Ooh, longest song title in the album. I hit the wrong button. Yeah. Johnny the Fox! <laughs> That's terrible. Jimmy the Weed! He called to Jimmy the Weed. Hey, Jimmy! He said, hey, man, I know your name. I've seen you. That's a good groove, though. It is a good groove. I don't mind this that much. Got some crazy John and Fox. Jimmy the Weed. This just isn't an album I listen to that often. Well, this song grew, has grown on me. I, years ago, I did, this was one I would have skipped, and now I love it. And I, I think it's kind of weird how he mentions lowriders. Now, you guys, yeah. you were in Pennsylvania. Did they have lowriders back there? No. It's okay. called a broken car. Yeah. Okay, so no, lowriders <laughs> is a thing. In the Bay Area, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. that was a thing. It's, it's like the Chicano gang members. Yeah. And they would and bounce. I, I think that's funny that, that he's singing about that. You know, here's this guy from Ireland. and Yeah. I wonder if that was a thing over there or if that was something he learned he about over saw here. He probably TV when he had Hep C. <laughs> well, 76. This would have been when the lowriders were... Kind of in their in yeah. their full glory, in their heyday. You know? Yeah, I was afraid of the lowriders as a kid. 
Were they, were they, uh, why were you, you mean of the people driving them or of the actual Of car? getting my ass kicked by the people. They were, they, these were tough guys. I mean, I grew up in a really. Well, they, were, they were tough guys, but they were tough guys if they got, um, if they were approached to fight, they were tough. Or no, did they, no, 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 no. They these, were bullies then too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. See, where I grew up, I, I grew up in a pretty rough part of town in, in, in Hayward, California. And Hayward had a lot of low riders, right? Mm-hmm. And my, my street that I lived on wasn't too bad. Everything around me, I mean, it was, we're talking murders, kidnappings, a mm-hmm. lot of gang activity. And like, you know, there was a park near my house. And I, I just, I just remember as a kid going to that park and you, you did not go to the park without getting fucked with. Wow. Period. Not cool. So you were always, I'm going to go scared. down to the park and get fucked with mom. <laughs> I'll have be fun. back in an hour with a have black fun, eye. Tommy. Well, that's how it was. It was like, get out there and do, you know, do your paper route. I, I was doing a paper route. At the end of my street were these four or five apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it was Sons of Anarchy. Okay. This was biker headquarters. And that's where I was doing my paper route. And I didn't, I didn't have a choice. Okay. I yeah. had to go do this paper route. Yeah. And from the time I left my house till the time I got home, I was scared shitless yeah. because I got messed with every single day by lowriders or bikers or gangbangers. Every single day. I have a paper route story. Did I, have I told my paper route story on here? I don't know. All right. So <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, the so two, I'm not sure. The two toughest kids in school, they would be like, the, they would be like uh, uh, what's, uh, what's in, the, in my bodyguard, what's his name? Matt Di- Matt, they'd yeah. be like the Matt Dillons. Okay. It was Chris Kajampa and, <laughs> and Terry Ratchford. You can't make those names up. So I had to deliver a paper. I had to deliver paper to Chris Kajampa's house. He was... You know, his mom, single mom, hot. Um, and Chris needed the news. Yeah, he needed the news. So, and they would, you know, every time I'd be like, like I, it was like the house that I'm like, I'm just not even going to deliver it. Fuck it. I'm just going to go to the <laughs> Stand next. Stand across the three yeah. street throat. But, the you door. know, so one day I go to deliver it and they harass me, you know, push, don't punch me, but it's like pushing me and, you know, calling me probably, you know. You know little, Sissy boy. You know, probably, you know, the derogative term for gay people that people said freely back then and so you know but i just you know i got thankfully i moved on and finished the route and i i get back to the house and my dad's like he could tell something was up and he just said what's wrong and i go nothing and he goes no serious and I, and I just started to cry he goes and then it's like what's wrong <laughs> i'm like and then he called you that name too I had to deliver deliver the paper and Chris he's like where do they live this is when your dad could just drive over there so we get in the car and we drive over and my dad parks the car gets out sees them walks right up to him grabs him you know by the scruff of the neck and says my son has a paper out here he's gonna do it every day and if you give him any problems I'm gonna kick your asses I'm gonna kick the shit out of you now, neither one of them had and then a dad. The, and then the mom went, you tell him, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it, Joe. And they, and they, they never bothered me again. But that's, huh. when you, that's when you could just go and tell a, like an asshole. Your dad could tell an asshole. See, that, didn't, that didn't work for me. No. I, I, when, I, when, when I came, I was a freshman in high school, and I, I uh, had to run to the bus stop to catch the bus, right? Like basically, when the bell rang, I had to grab my books and run to the bus stop if I didn't run, I would miss the bus, and then okay. the next one wouldn't come for like a half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. So I ran to go catch the bus, and I missed the bus. So now I'm st- sitting there, standing there waiting for the bus. 
and it's me and this other kid, redheaded kid, right? Oh, that kid punched then, him in the face. <laughs> here comes these two guys walking down the street, and these guys look like, I mean, these guys look like they just got out of San Quentin. So you okay? just you look down, you look at your shoes, you look away, what exactly. do you do? Exactly. So I'm just standing there minding my own business. Well, they start harassing the redheaded the, the kid, ginger. right? Yeah. Yeah, give me your money, blah, blah, blah. I'm just standing there, just, and I'm looking down the street, you know, I'm just waiting, please bus, please come around the mm-hmm. corner, please come around the corner. I'm waiting, waiting. Thankful that they're messing with him and not me. Yeah. Well, they got bored with him, so then they come over to me. Hey, you got any money? I'm like, no, I don't have any money. Well, how are you getting on the bus? I'm like, well, I got a quarter for the bus. Okay, well, then give me your quarter. I don't know. If I give him my quarter, then I can't get on the bus. <laughs> well, next thing I know, they, they got, love they, Those guys love logic. <laughs> they love it. They got me up against, the, the, there was a white picket fence. Yeah. Right? They had me up against the white picket fence, yeah. knife to my, my throat. Knife? How okay? old are you again? Uh, freshman. And these guys, nice. these guys look like they're in their early 20s. They'll kill for a quarter. Guy pulls out a switchblade knife, holds it up to my throat, mm-hmm. and is telling him, demanding this quarter, right? Well, I won't give it. I mean, if I don't give it, if I have to walk home, it's like an hour, okay? I would rather die <laughs> than walk home. What was the principle of the thing? Right, okay? I agree. Um, thankfully, the, the bus comes, yeah. right? So the bus comes around the corner. I get on the bus and then, you know, you pull the string, right? For your bus stop. Yeah. Well, the whole time I'm riding, I'm like, gosh, I, I don't know if I want to pull the string. I'm afraid they're going to get off and follow me right they got to my the, house. They got on the they bus, got on the bus too. too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So going down, you the, just pull it every time and then you, well, I pulled it, it back. I pulled in. it at the last second. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to pull it. I jumped out the window. I'm going to get off the bus. I'm not going to look back. So I pull the string bus stops. I get off the bus. I, I just walk with my back to the bus and I wait to hear the bus start pulling away. Yeah. Right? Bus starts pulling away and I turn around and I'm thinking, please God, don't let them be behind me. I look up and they're, they're still on the bus. Yeah. They're, they're in the back window and they're just giving me the, the mean mug, you know, and you gave them the finger. Right? I wanted to, and I wanted soon, to, you as know, soon as the bus pulled away, then they were also across the street. <laughs> <laughs> so the bus takes, the bus takes off. They're gone. I like run home. Right. right? So, my, you know, later that night, my dad comes home from work and I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I thought I was going to get killed today. Well, what happened? Oh, they, I was at the bus stop. They wanted my cord. They put the knife to my throat, you know? And the funny thing was back when I was a kid, my dad's job, for some reason, he got um, Columbus Day off as, as a day off. The next day was Columbus Day. Okay. Right? So now I'm hoping he's going to say, well, he was oh, an I'm, explorer, I'm right? off work tomorrow. I'll pick you up. I'll give you a ride. Yeah. Right? No. Uh, well, I'm off work tomorrow. You know what? I'll drive by there a little while before you before you're coming. I'll see if they're there. If they're not there, then uh, you know, yeah, coast is clear. Then you can take the bus. Yeah, so that's what he did. And I'm th- and then later on, I, as I got older, I'm thinking, I bet he never even went over there and looked at the bus stop. <laughs> but you never saw these guys again. No, I never did see him again. You should take two quarters with you. And you get, do you have any money? I got a quarter, and then you give him that one quarter. Oh, he's or a dummy quarter. Or yeah. you take a switchblade and you put it yeah, to his neck, yeah, and then yeah. it's like a standoff. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, what are you going to do? Yeah, West Side Story. Yeah. You should have danced it out. <laughs> Dance and sing it out. Where are we? Oh, it's my turn for a song from the album that uh, that's a children's album, Johnny the Fox. There's Mickey Mouse and then there's Johnny the Fox comes in. Uh, that's my Mickey Mouse. I might do it more often. Uh, this was the single. This is Don't Believe a Word. Not a word of this is true Don't believe me if I tell you Especially 
drive by yeah. the bus stop on Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever heard the live version of that on the album uh, Life, where they have they slow yes, it yes, down? Yes, 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 yes. I love that Yeah, version. that's good. I like that. And apparently that was the original version, so. And then they sped it up for this album? Yeah, yeah. Sounds no, I mean, that's a good song. I mean, that's a... That's, yeah, I like that. It's a solid know? song. Um, I guess I just don't like this as an album. I don't I don't know what's going on. The continuity of it, Yeah, maybe? Johnny yeah. and Rocky and Sweet yeah. Marie. What the hell? Oh, I like Sweet Marie. That's that's the softer side she's, of the rocker. She's fine. She's nice. Okay, how about this one? How, how, let's play a little bit of a song called Massacre. Oh, I had that one too. Starting off at 110. That's a rockin' song. Yeah, that's a good song. Massacre. It says Phil Collins did percussion on this album. Yeah, but you know what? No one no one remembers what he did or what song it was or uh played a shaker. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Apparently he was like down the hall recording another album with probably Genesis, I guess. Yeah, that's and then, what that's what bands did back yeah, then. Come on, shake some tambourines for us, Phil. Yeah. And then you know. And wonder, it, if he, wonder if they get any uh, session fee for that. He can't even remember doing it. <laughs> 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 Have you ever have you ever tried to shake shake some tambourines in a drug induced haze? No. You're not gonna remember that the no, next that's, day. You're true. That's probably one of the only instruments that anybody could play. No, I can also shake my groove thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Pretty good at that. Um, are we moving on? Let's move on. All right. So now this album, I'm I'm just okay with this album too. I'm not like this album's called Bad Reputation, produced by Tony Visconti. Friend of a friend of the show. Friend of the free. That's right. I <laughs> yeah. met him. April introduced me to him. See, I would love to talk to that guy. I didn't. He was. This was so funny. He's um, what's the girl's name? Christine Young. Christine Young. So we went to see her. We did a rock solid field trip. Uh, it was Chris, really fun. It was fun. Did Christy go? I forget if Christy. No, went. I think she Christy was, couldn't go because she was working on Modern, Modern Family, Family at yeah. the time. So we all went. We had a great time. And then afterwards, um, Tony Visconti and Christine they sell the merch. Tony Visconti's behind the merch. And it doesn't, there's not a sign up. It doesn't say, meet producer Tony Visconti when you buy a CD. So, uh, yeah, so I, I got to meet so him. So is she like a new artist that he's kind of backing? She, he's, he's been helping her for years and years and yeah, years. She, I've never heard of her. She, she's been on some of the... She played on a, she sang on a Bowie album. Yeah, Bowie and a Foo Fighters album yeah. and some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. But she's and uh, yeah, that was a fun April. night. Well, I don't know his whole career, but I know he's worked with some big name people. Well, Bowie... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, T-Rex. Okay. And um, oh, what else off the top of my head? Tons. Barry, do you know what else Tony Visconti might have worked on? Tons of stuff. It's ridiculous. I'm looking at it here. It's, uh, yeah, he's produced. It's ridiculous. Iggy Pop. Yeah. Yeah, Thin Lizzy, obviously. Um, I think the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, he's got a giant. Adam Ant. Adam Ant, yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy. So, so it's, a lot yeah, of different kind of artists too. Yeah, that's true. That's but uh, yeah, but uh, really known with for his work with oh David the seahorses. <laughs> so this is bad reputation. So bad reputation. Nineteen seventy-seven. They're down. Brian's not there, so it's a three-man group. But Brian does play on on three songs, I think. Uh-huh. And there's kind of a funny story about this. This this album does not have uh, the Jim Fitzpatrick cover art. Okay. No, this is a cover. This is like a picture of the It's like band. a black and white picture of, of uh, the three of them. Also, I'm just Robinson. realizing that they have a logo, but they haven't used it. <laughs> They've only used it once so far, but that's the logo that they're known for having. Hey, leave them one anymore, right? Yeah, right. But here's, the, here's a funny story. So apparently Phil Lynette and Fitzpatrick, the artist, who did yeah. the car, they had a falling out, right? So he was going to do the album cover, then they had a falling out. So so Phil's going to go uh, to, to Fitzpatrick's house mm-hmm. to talk him into you know, doing to, it? to mend the fences and talk him into, hey, come on, let, let's let's do this thing. Well, he uh, uh, Fitzpatrick lives in Madison, Connecticut, but <laughs> Phil gets on a plane to Madison, Wisconsin. Perfect, Phil. So he ends up in Madison, Wisconsin, realizes he's in, in the wrong city, oh and God. there's no time for the cover art. So that's he's why even, they end up going with that. He's picture. not even close to Connecticut. No, is he just yelling around <laughs> the streets of uh, Madison? Jim, <laughs> people are looking. I know you're here. What's that? You ever heard the old, remember the old story about the, the guy who wanted to go to Auckland, New Zealand, and he got on a plane to Oakland, Oakland? instead? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And um, They're very similar. I love both they of They almost stories. filmed Lord of the Rings there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In Oakland? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so I want to open it up with the, with the uh, title song, Bad Reputation. It's a good tune. And we'll play it from the start. Okay. And then, um, so go ahead and let's, let's hear that. These drums. Now, have you heard the Foo Fighters version of that song? Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, they do a real good. I mean, it basically. Yeah, it's yeah, straight, thing, straight but, forward. But, it's, but it sounds good. I, I was trying to find that. I, I, that was that was on some kind of a rare it's album. Yeah, or medium rare. I have it in here. What is that? What is that like for the uh, fan club members or something? Yeah, yeah. might be. Let's just not answer. Just ask questions, guys. Ask me a question. Any question? It's um, on the. How many? <laughs> I have a hot new character do, I want to do. Do you have a quarter? No. <laughs> just a guy that doesn't want to answer. Ask me something, Kyle. Uh. Do you have this Foo Fighters album? Um, <laughs> it's called Medium Rare. Is it on your shelf? Might be on your shelf. Have you looked? <laughs> stupid. Okay. We're moving on? I, I, well, I, I, I was looking for it, but it's not on iTunes or anything. I have it. I you have can it find my... it on... Uh, what are, you, are you getting it on YouTube? No, I have it in, my, I have it in my iTunes well, library. Is it up and ready to go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean up and ready to go? I thought you typed it in and like when I no, handed no, you the no, thing. No, I just I just I'm gonna go to my I'm gonna go to my playlist. Says I, my now my playlist is called Foo Fighters. And I'm gonna scroll down here to till I see the album artwork. I'm very meticulous with my uh, Foo Fighters. Uh, <laughs> where is it? Uh, oh no, I don't have it. No, I don't. I'm kidding. Okay, so here we go. Bad reputation. Got a bad reputation. 
A little faster. That's the word out on the town. It gives a certain fascination. But it can only bring you down. You better turn yourself around. Turn yourself around. Turn it upside down. Turn yourself around. They also do a version of Prince's Darling Nikki on this. Let's hear this. This is a great covers album. I don't know why they didn't like officially release it. The best song How on many there songs is Danny on it? Says. That one's great. 13 songs. They do Baker Street. They do Band on the Run. They do Life of Illusion. Danny says, have a cigar. I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a man. Oh, Kyle. Is he like Danny says? This is a Ramon song. This is the Foo Fighters medium rare portion of the episode. <laughs> Sometimes we do a tangent. I'm holding Mary hostage. They sound. They sound more like the Ramones on this song than the Ramones do on this their version of this song. Yeah, yep. All right, I'll fade it down from uh, where I'm at. Okay, cool. All right, Foo Fighters. We all, you know, we all, we like the Foo Fighters. Mm. Talked about the Foo Fighters with Stuart Copeland. So uh, Stuart Copeland's my friend. Um, not, not even close to being And if you're wondering about that new Foo Fighters album, uh, don't. It's not good. Barry, <laughs> you like the Foo Fighters? Just did you, did you Have you heard the new album? It's yeah. There's not. It's there's not one. The the single is produced really <clears throat> poorly, and it's probably amazing live. And it's that's just, it. It's just a disappointing album. There aren't like every album has like three or four songs that are great. And this one has none. Well, do you think yeah. that Dave Grohl is just getting to the point of maybe spreading himself too thin? No. I mean, no, I don't think so. I think, I think they a got lot a lot of the gas pro- in the tank still. I think a lot of it's the production. Mm-hmm. They worked with like a new guy. He, they worked with a guy who works with um, he worked Adele with and... Sia and Kelly Clarkson, yes. and that's fine. Yeah. And those all have hits on them, yeah. and this album doesn't, and yeah. the production's not great, Mm-mm. and the sequencing's very poor. It's just a mess. I just sometimes think he, he's kind of trying to be all things to all people. Well, it's been three years since uh, since their last album, so you would think that they would have a time. But I to. think he's genuine about it. No, I, I do like, think I he's genuine, like but Josh Homme's fake about it. And I feel like Dave Grohl's genuine. All right, because I don't like Queens of the Stone Age. It's my turn because yeah. you played Bad Reputation. I also had Bad Reputation, but I, let's play that woman's going to break your heart. Lonesome gambler, that woman will lead to heartbreaks. Take the word of one who played and lost in love. I played it cool, I dealt the heartaches, I broke the rules, but that woman she cut me up. That woman's gonna break your heart That woman's gonna tear your soul apart That woman's gonna wreck your head Did you have that on your list? I did not. All right. What I do you got not. for us? I got... My next one is 
Killer Without a Cause, starting at 10 seconds. Your songs are all violent. I'm a man's man. He's a hero. How do you like this though as an album? Do you like the album? Um, uh, how many songs are on this album? Mm. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, nine songs. Aww. I would say of the nine, I would say six of them are are strong. Well, that's a that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. Um, but oh. when it's nine, that only means sixty six percent. It's still a failing yeah. grade. Well, if we get that get on technical. a test, if we're gonna get technical about it. <laughs> but how about okay? Do you have any more? Uh, no, I don't have anything okay. else off this album. Can I do one more quick one then? This is this is the softer side of the rocker. Downtown Sundown, starting at 15. If you want your freedom, there is nothing planned. If you really need him, I will understand. Please believe in love. Now I love that song. Whenever I make up my uh, my treadmill running mm -hmm. playlist, you know, treadmill tunes is what we yeah. call them here on the show. So what I do is I have 25 minutes of you know hard rock and running songs. Balls out is what I call that. You know, yeah. you're just fucking running like to the max. You're blasting it. And then after that, that's when I stop running and start walking. Cool it down is what we call cool it. Down. Cool down. And that quite often is my last uh, closing song yeah. of the of the set list. Yeah, that's I good. get it. I get it. So it's a nice pace. Yeah. I have good some way song. to time it out. I will run right off the treadmill. I have some songs that are so fucking hardcore. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not kidding. We got Opeth on there? What do you got? I got a text from a friend of the show uh, and a concert wife, Suzanne Dillingham. Uh, and it says, um, she says, uh, no booze for four days. You off soda? Because I forgot that we were going to do this in October. <laughs> so I just took a, I took that picture. <laughs> you drinking a soda. And I put, I forgot. I will start tomorrow. <laughs> so now she's going to weigh in. Suzanne put out a real nice tweet yesterday to all the rock solid mm -hmm. family. That was very nice. She said, if I'd have, sorry, I'm sorry to step on that. Uh, very nice, Tom. Um, <laughs> She said, if I had known, I'd be hammered right now. No, she did. She said she liked, liked the Rock Solid family. And the Rock Solid family likes her. Yes. There you go. Okay, so we're done with... What's wrong, uh, Kyle? I'm fine. All right. Were well, you we're twiddling around the... over there? Like you're fucking... Well, you know, it doesn't... It's just something with my headphones, but What's it's wrong? I think my... No, I think I moved too much and yeah. pulled the cord out a little bit. All right. Be so careful. So it was you. It wasn't the Bose noise-canceling no, 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 headphones. No, no, no. Barry and Mary, how are you two holding up? Are you sure? Did you guys sleep on the plane? How did you okay. get here? Did you Uber here? Yeah. You did? Okay. From Boston? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving in 1979. I, for me, from here till the end, these, these are my favorites. 
Plus jailbreak. Plus jailbreak, yes. But the, and fighting. And fighting. And so, vagabond. You know I, no. I like them all. <laughs> but no, this, now they're on, for me, they're on a hot streak here. This is, this is amazing yeah. coming up here. Yeah. And this is my favorite album, I think, is Black Road, Black Rose, mm. uh, uh, parentheses or colon or whatever you want to, not colon, whatever. Uh, Black Rose, Ellipses? a rock, a rock legend. Rosin Dubois. Yes. Yeah. 1979. So, 1979. Okay, so now we finally get an album with Gary Moore. Gary Moore is He's here been now. playing with them mm-hmm. live. He's been on the road with them, but not recording. Rock and peace, Gary Moore. Yes. So he's finally um, on, on, uh, in the band recording a full album. Tony Visconti back again yep, but on the knobs. Fitzpatrick's but back. Fitzpatrick's, Fitzpatrick's back. back. We got Visconti back. Visconti's back on the knobs mm-hmm. and Fitzpatrick's back on the pencils. On the pencils. I'm going to I like every song on this album. I'm going to start with, uh, I think this is the opening track. This is, uh, maybe it isn't. I got to look. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. The opening track is Do Anything You Want. To. Yeah, that's not what I have. I'll just say, <laughs> let's go with Toughest Street in Town. My Old Neighborhood. Yeah. Give this me your quarter. Where, this is where I caught the bus. Love it. That's I, on my treadmill. You uh, definitely can hear Gary Moore's influence. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. That definitely. Song, you know. Have you ever seen film of him playing? I mean, he's like a wild man. I don't think man. I have. Yeah, he's a wild man. Certainly not no recent footage. Well, no. <laughs> not so wild. No. Okay. Uh the the song I'm gonna pick, and this is a bittersweet one, because Uh-oh. uh as we all know, a few years after this, Phil succumbs to uh you know, <sighs> drug, alcohol yeah, problems. Yeah. And he should have listened to his own advice. Yep. Here's a song called Got to give it up. Yeah. And we're going to start at 30 seconds in. Tell my mama and tell my heart that that fine young son didn't get off. He made it to the end of a bottle. Sitting in a sleazy bar He tried hard but his spirit broke He tried until he nearly choked In the end he lost his bottle Drinking alcohol Got to give it up I Got to give it up That's love Got to give it up I Got to give it up That's love Great tune. Do you ever wonder uh, what would happen if he would have lived? I, I really think that his fame would have rose. I, I really think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And, um, you know, because there is kind of a little bit of a Thin Lizzy resurgence, I think, over the last few mm-hmm. years. You know, ever since back in the day when Axl Rose wore a Thin Lizzy shirt yep. and people like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I mean, and, how great would that be to be able to see Thin Lizzy live right now with Phil? I know. Be crazy. It's just, it's, it's too bad. Kids don't do drugs. 
Don't do it, kids. Uh, now, I'm, mine's a little bit of a cheat. This was, a, this was the B-side to a song from the album called Do Anything You Want to Do. And this album only has nine songs. I can't believe this didn't make the cut to make this a 10-song album because this song is amazing. This song is called uh, Just the Two of Us. It makes you wonder, like, yeah. who, who made that decision? Yeah, who said, yeah, that song's not... Uh, Tony Visconti? I like that song better than probably one or two, even though I like every song. If, we, if we're going to get rid of one, that wouldn't have been the one I would have got rid of. And I, I would have just made it a 10-song album. I would have got rid of S&M. I think we could do without that oh, one. I but love S&M. Really? Oh, the song God. or the uh, activity? What are we talking about? <laughs> well... Mm, uh, but here's the thing. The funny yeah. thing about Black Rose is, is you know, as a kid, you know, I, I kind of caught on to Thin Lizzy after these albums had already been out. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So I always thought that Black Rose followed Jailbreak because mm-hmm. I remember as a kid going to the record store and there'd always be a ton of Black Rose mm-hmm. albums and like marked down. Right. And I always figured what would happen was they shipped a million of these after Jailbreak yeah. and then it didn't sell. And um, But I, could, I always remember... Never fail. I go look at the Thin Lizzy section, and there was always a ton of Black Rose. But in you there. didn't. You wouldn't buy one. Did you no, buy one? I was too frugal. I was frugal. <laughs> give me your quarter. You wouldn't give up a quarter for a yeah. sleep. I was willing. I was willing to die for a quarter. quarter. You think I'm just going to go buy albums willy nilly? <laughs> and yet you bought our dinner tonight. Hey. Thank you so much. Um. So anyway, let me play. And then he shanked someone and got it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you think I paid for that? <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, I always think about that, like seeing seeing Black Rose in the store, and it just, you know, it, with the cutout, you know, the cutout yeah, yep. album, and it marked marked down to three ninety nine. But I always love the album cover. Yeah, you know, it has I a like great the album, cover, album too. cover. Actually, I have a shirt with that on it too. I should have worn that tonight. Where'd you get your uh, Johnny Fox shirt? Oh, like Amazon, probably. That's a nice shirt. I know that. I love it. it. Is. Fit nice, nice high collar. Yeah. I love that. I hate loose collared shirts. I yeah. hate it. The only um, thing I don't like about it is I don't like Johnny the Fox. I know, but it's it, but it's. But it's rare. It is know? rare. Yeah, so. it's like a cool, like, people know you're a true fan and you have that. Yeah. Ain't nobody asking me for my quarter when I have this shirt on. <laughs> no way. Okay? You okay. Th- you'd send him over to Jimmy the Weed. You go, you, you take my quarter. You got to talk to Jimmy the Weed. Okay, let's play. Let me play one more here. Yeah, uh, please do. I pick a, the next song on my list is With Love. And I have this starting at the 18 second mark. Existence, laying your love on the line. Resistance is useless. She can leave at any time. I must confess that in my quest, I felt depressed and restless. But this Casanova's roving days are over, more or less. We love. 
Kyle went to uh, pee-pee pants, just went to the bathroom, so I faded that down. How'd I do? Good. I, I did okay. Yeah. I, did I, I just job. I love that song. I love the lyrics in that song when he when he starts using all the different uh, terms for you know like my fro line. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the I probably should have played that clip, but that that to me is a good example of just I love the, his lyrics, and and the thing I love about his lyrics are you ever you ever have those a song where you you're listening to a song for the first time mm-hmm. right and you've never heard it before, but you you can already tell what the next line is going to yeah. be. Is that good or bad though? No, because he's never that, he's he's never never like that, that way. Yeah. Cause you it's can, bad when you can do that. Yeah. You can never guess the next line based on the previous line. He always, he never goes for the obvious. When we're driving in the car and, um, uh, my 12 year old Rita wants to listen to the radio station. She likes when songs come on that we've never heard. And I will sing the next line. She's like, how did you know that? I'll be, because this is not a good song or well-written song. Yeah, they're going for the obvious, you know, he's got the rhyming dictionary out and yeah. he's going for the yeah, obvious exactly. next line. And then she'll say to me, I hate you. I hate you. No, she doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, you're not my dad. Um, what are you doing over there now? Pee pants. Come on, take a seat. Take a seat. We have 12 more albums to get through. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Wanted to see Mary fall off her chair. Um, I don't have any more from this. Okay, then let me play one more real quick one. Sure, you you have to because I I initially had five songs from this and then I whittled it down to wow. Two. Okay, well I I want to complete the Sarah cycle, right? We had the first Sarah song right. earlier with mm-hmm. that was Sarah uh, right. to his grandma, and so now this song now this album has another song called Sarah, and this one was written for his newly born daughter at the time. And what was and, her name? Uh, Emma. No way, <laughs> okay. that's my daughter. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I feel, you, you hear a song like this and it makes you think you should go home and write a song for your daughter. So Emma, Stephanie, I'm going to write a song for you girls. I wrote a song for my uh, youngest. He goes, <clears throat> lovely Rita, meet her maid. That's a good one. Thanks. I'm fleshing that a little bit. Has she expressed an interest in going into the uh, meter maid uh, profession? No, she's actually, uh, she's actually likes the, the, the music. She's, she has the lead in her musical right now. And what, what's the musical? Uh, 42nd Street. Ah. Is that one of those where, like, what's the plot of that? Is that like, hey, welcome to New York? Like one of those? Yeah, things? it's one of those. Like, hey, Charlie, what do you think you're going to do here? I'm going to be in the big city. Oh, my word. I hope you are. <laughs> Hooker with the heart of gold? That mm, one? <laughs> that would not be the part I would ask her to play at 13. Well, maybe she's going to a real progressive school. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear Sarah. Sarah, uh, starting at 18 seconds. When you came in my life, you changed my world, my Sarah. Everything seemed so right, my baby girl, my Sarah. I like the yeah, song. Very I nice. like it, like it, like nice. it. All right, we're moving on to Chinatown. Chinatown. Now, this is a special one for me. This is when I saw them live on the Chinatown tour. Got a new guitarist in the family. We got Snowy, Snowy White. White. What a great name. It, a great name, but came, you know what? Came he, with seven guitar techs. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> a great name, but I don't think he was a great fit for the band. You know, he, he, was, he was okay, but... He was not like Gary the, Moore. I he was do not like the two albums he plays on, though. Uh, so do I. So do I. So um, why do you say he's not a good fit? 
if know. you like the albums that they produced. Well, with see, him. Pat, unlike you, I saw them live. Okay? Oh, he wasn't good on uh, his stage presence. It just wasn't there. Yeah, kind of a dick. His real name is Terrence. Yeah, I'd go with Snowy. Terrence White. I'd go with Snowy too. Terrence White. Terrence Charles White. Well, how do you get the nickname Snowy, Kyle? I don't know, but guess how old he is. Sixty-nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Did he hang? Was he hanging with Siegel? Is that how he got that name? Oh, probably. Yeah. Snow, oh, yeah, the snowy snowman. and the snowman. I think he has white hair. It looks like. Yeah, he's got blonde hair. Yeah, where is he? I mean, where is Siegel he's, at right now? Where is he? Where do you think Siegel at is right now? It's like where in the world is uh, <laughs> Carmen Siegel? <laughs> that guy's been traveling now for about six weeks. Yeah. Fucking, he was in London a few days ago. I don't he's know in Greece. Yeah, he's in London. He's living, he's living the life, man. No, he was actually in a production of Greece. Oh. Kanicki, Kanicki. Yeah, that's how he got there. He flew off in a car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chinatown, 1980. We got Snowy White coming on board. Yeah, and we also have Darren Wharton, keyboardist, start, starting to con- contribute as a keyboardist, and he's 17 years old. 17 Can you years imagine old. getting that gig at 17 years old, getting to play with Thin Lizzy, and when they're you, still at their height? Let me tell you what else you would be getting if you had that gig. Sorry, Mary, but you'd be getting a lot of puss. <laughs> 17, young kid. Out there on the road with the thin Lizzie. Oh man, no hold barred, mm, right? You know it. Oh, <laughs> time. So machine. what are we gonna God, play? I wish I could get a time machine. What are you gonna play? New producer on board, Kit Wolven. New producer. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna play the Kit title. Wolven. The title track, Chinatown, starting at 28 seconds. It's a great song. So great, I had it on my list. Good tune. Yeah. So I'll tell you, let me tell you a quick little story. So, so this was my first concert ever. Were they headlining or they were, were they headlining? And who I, was, who opened for Thin Lizzy? I still remember who opened for Thin Lizzy. Of course you do. A band called Code Blue. Oh. Yeah. Nothing ever happened with them. And prior to them, a band called 415. Now, does that ring a bell at all? 415. Okay. No. I don't 415 know. was a big Bay Area band. The reason they were called 415, that was, that, that was the area code back then in all San Francisco. Right. It still is in San Francisco, but it, back then it was the whole Bay Area, 415. Okay. And they were the opener for everybody. All right. Whoever came to town, 415 opened for them. The singer for 415, Eric Martin. From Mr. Big, yeah, that's a, that's awesome. Yeah. How were they? How was four one five? I don't remember. I, I, I now mean, there's a hip hop group called four one five. Well, Eric Martin must have been like fifteen or sixteen. May, yeah, point. maybe. I mean, did they have any? Did four one five have any? I don't albums? think they had albums. All, all we they were just known in the Bay Area as the opener for whoever comes to town. They were the openers. Four one. You bought a ticket to a concert. Four one five was going to be open. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's how it was. But here's the thing. So I I wanted to go to this concert so bad, you know. And uh, how old are you? Uh, freshman in high school. Okay. So 80. So I'm 14. So what are you? 20, 22. You're 22 years old. No, 14. Right. 14. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Making a joke oh. like he's real dumb. Um, so my mom and dad were the type. 
that if you said, hey, I want to go to a concert, their response was, you're not going to a concert. You're going to get killed at that concert. Everybody's going to get killed. People go to concerts and get killed. Well, yeah, they do. They do. But they, that, that was their thing. You can't go anywhere, right? Okay. You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to make it home. Stay in the house. So my, my, but they let you ride the bus. Like exactly. And, del- and deliver. School. That school's important. And deliver newspapers to the Sons of Anarchy. And, <laughs> but, um. So my friend, Sean, Sean Kane, I'll give him a shout out here. His, his mom and dad was, and my mom and dad were also older than the other parents. My mom and dad were, were 10 years older than the average parents of my other friends. So when you were 14, how old were your parents? They were like 45. No, right. Not, not old. Well, back then that was, nowadays that's more common. But yeah, yeah. Back then that was older, right? But they weren't, and they're country music people. They ain't not going to, I, I remember begging my dad to take me to Van Halen. I was going to buy it. I'll pay for your ticket. Just take me, you know? No. The ticket was like $7 because yeah. I have my ticket stuff yeah. from back then. And um, actually, you know, my mom, my mom had a job where she would go to the stores mm-hmm. and put out the greeting cards. You okay. Know? And so she's in, in, in the mall putting out the greeting cards. And back in those days in like Walgreens, they would have a Bass, Bass ticket. That was our ticket place back then. Okay. Bay Area seating service, Bass tickets. So she's putting ticket, putting the greeting cards in their slots and she sees this Bass ticket envelope. Okay. That someone had obviously left there. She takes it out. There's two tickets in there for Day on the Green. Aerosmith, Ted Nugent, ACDC, Cheap Trick, Thin Lizzy. Wow. So she comes home. She says, look what I found today. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Nope. Me and my dad, we went down there and scalped them. <sighs> he scalped those tickets for 20 bucks. Oh my you know, God. years later, me and my son went to go see Aerosmith about five years ago. They played with Lenny Kravitz. It was and $1,000. $1, no, Steve Ty- Steven Tyler comes out wearing the t-shirt from that oh show. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, he still had that t-shirt. I saw that tour when Lenny opened for uh, yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah, six, seven years ago. Yeah. But um, anyway, I digress. So I want to go to this concert. My, my friend Sean, his mom and dad are younger. They're cooler. They're hip. They like rock and roll. They're everything your parents aren't. Yeah. You like these people. His dad's into computers. and uh, So at the cool. Beginning of the computer age, you know. So his dad, and they're Irish, and they love Irish things. Love drinking. So sure enough, his dad says he's going to take us. So his dad takes us to the show, December 19th, 1980, San Francisco, Warfield Theater. Uh, and um, so your parents are okay if you go with uh, yeah they just don't parental uh, they don't want accompaniment go. yeah okay. they don't they don't want to have to sit through that all right they don't want to hear that noise so um, we go and just I mean I remember I remember so much about that show Scott or uh, yeah Scott Gorham I remember he had a broken leg at the time and he kind of had to sit up perched up on a stool and I I the one thing that I always remember is on um, on Phil Linnett's bass his pick guard it was like stainless steel so. When that light would hit it, the, the right angle, it would just hit you. I mean, it would blind you, you know, and just hit you in the eyes and just like temporarily blind you for like three seconds. But, oh, man, I, I tell you, I was on a high for three weeks after that show. I just couldn't stop talking about it and uh, just loved it. To this day, still one of my favorite concerts. I, can, uh, I, can't, I can't find the set list, but I can tell you some of the songs that they played on that tour. They played Chinatown. Jailbreak, Are You Ready, Boys Are Back in Town, Cowboy Song, Waiting for an Alibi, uh, Got to Give It Up, uh, Don't Believe a Word, Do Anything You Want to Do. They play, this yeah. is great. Yeah. I, they, opened up, they opened up with Are You Ready. I still remember that. Yeah. Are You Ready? Yeah. They played that uh, 17 times in 1980. Yeah. I don't know how these. What is that? Like setlist.com? Setlist.com. Yeah. But I couldn't find a specific setlist. So um, is it my turn? Your turn. 
Okay. My, I had Chinatown also, so I'm going to play a song called uh, Having a Good Time. And this is uh, written by Phil and Snowy White. And this is just a fun, I like this because it's fun. That's kind of a fun song. It has. It actually even has a part where it almost sounds like he's improvising. You know, some of the yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the lyrics towards the end there. Love it. Okay, I got one more here. Um, this song is called "Genocide," and then in parentheses, "The Killing of the Buffalo," and that's starting off at one minute thirty-five seconds. A lot going on in that title. That's a good treadmill song. Let me tell you something, uh, Tom. People around here don't take kindly to the killing of the buffalo. Kyle, don't you be killing any buffaloes. Is this an Adam Sandler character? (laughs) Oh, we like to kill the buffalo. (laughs) I go buffalo. Hi, I go buffalo. Barry, we lost Barry. Oh, no. Pee pants number two. Maybe poopy pants. Who knows? (laughs) He's been here quite a while. What'd you guys have to eat tonight? (laughs) Mexican, oh, is that, you really did have Mexican food? Poopy pants. You saw this uh, Phil Winnett statue, right? Yes, I did in, in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Dublin? No, I want to see that. My daughter was just there this summer, and I told I had her find that and take a picture. And did and she? Send, yeah, she did. I said, you've got this. She was on her way to England. What if she a, took a dirty photo with it? Oh, Pat. <laughs> That's his daughter. <laughs> oh, I thought he said my friend's daughter. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fine. Okay, cool. You're my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom, that's not cool. Yeah. Flipping yeah, it on you there, huh? <laughs> Did it's something cool. happen to it? Didn't it fall down? A or car something? hit it. A car hit Some, it. Yeah. Come on, asshole. <laughs> so, I'm going to see the statue. People stick real guitar picks in the, uh, in the, in the guitar strings of the um, statue. Okay. It's really cool. Uh, the first time uh, Pilar was in Dublin, I wasn't with her, and she... Uh, she I said, you got to go find that. It's so funny. We send people to find it and they're like, so what? But it's really cool. Well, my daughter was on her way to England to perform in her play. They had a stopover in Dublin. 42nd Street? No, not. She, she doesn't do that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, she had a stopover in Dublin uh-huh. and I'll be damned if they didn't deport her back to the United States because they didn't uh, uh, like the answers she was giving them. Is in, that in true? Custom. That is definitely <gasps> true. Wow. Oh, it was That's a, my biggest fear. It was a nightmare. That what you keep that I'll just like not like they'll just be like no you're lying because because I get frazzled and yeah 
Well, that's what, that's what happened to her. And if I ever go to Dublin, Ireland, I'm going to look for Migs, okay, in the Dublin, Ireland airport. That the dude? That's the gal who yeah. sent her home. And, uh, but anyway, so they, they sent her home, they, and they said, we're going to put you on a plane and send you back to the United States. And they said, but you're they free to you're leave. You're free to leave the airport, right? I mean, they actually had her in like the airport jail cell. What? She had a scarf on her neck. They took that away from her. I guess they thought she was going to try, maybe try to hang herself out yeah. of, you know, desperation. Um, anyway, so she had 13 hours to kill in Dublin. Like, well, so we don't really yeah. trust you, but enjoy yeah. the town. Yeah. Enjoy the town. Listen here, terrorists. We're sending you back. Now go sightsee for 13 hours <sighs> and come back. So I told her, hey, well, as long as you're out there walking around, go find that statue. And she did and sent me a couple pictures of it. So that was nice. She texted him to you right then and yeah. there? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Real, crystal clear pictures. Just, yeah, I, I, I want to go there and see that. I got to go see that. Where are we with, uh, what are your top three, uh, what are your top three Thin Lizzy albums? Have we heard all three of those or, or some coming up? Um, okay. Fighting mm-hmm. and Jailbreak okay. for sure. Yeah. Ooh. I got a lot that would be tied for. I got all these others are tied for third. These, yeah, I know you love. Enemies. I know you love this next one. I do love this one, and yeah. I have it. Uh, when I saw Black Star Riders at the Canyon Club, Scott Gorham uh, signed yeah. this. Great. Those guys couldn't have been nicer. Like okay. they're like, oh, are you waiting for Scott? I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, we'll go get. It was like that yeah. kind of a thing. So cool. So uh, I'll start this one. This is another album with Snowy White. This is uh, produced by uh, Thin Lizzy with Chris. Tangiers Sangeridis Sangeridi How do you know that Pronunciation I've actually met this guy Where um, I ha- We have some hometown heroes Where I grew up Y&T You like Y&T right Yes, yes. So Y&T Summertime girls Y&T are hometown contagious. heroes where, where I live And when I was in high school A buddy of mine Pete Lopez He found out Where Y&T rehearsed Okay So we would go out We all were just freshly Had our driver's license You know and we'd go out there every night and we'd park outside and sit there and listen to them rehearse. It's exciting. Oh, it was great. It was great. They were, they were um, um, recording um, uh, Mean Streak. Okay. Okay. So we'd sit out there and we'd listen. And, um, and then every time, if we thought they were coming outside, we'd leave. We were so afraid they were going to catch us and get mad at us, you know. And I'm telling you, I, I, w- I drove there every night. And I just had my, my driver's license, right? So we go over there one day on a Sunday afternoon. We're sitting out there. And even though we were kind of afraid of them coming out and catching us, <laughs> I still kept the, their Earthshaker album in my car thinking, well, if they do, maybe I'll get, get them to sign this thing for me. So we're over there one day. It's a Sunday afternoon. We get kind of ballsy and we actually get out of our car and we stand outside and they, they're playing, playing, playing. All of a sudden they stop and boom, they come out. It's like a little warehouse, okay. right? And they come walking outside and they, I mean, they catch us and we're like thinking, oh shit, they're going to be pissed. And they come walking out and talk about, couldn't have been nicer. Uh-huh. I mean, they just couldn't have been nicer. Come out, start talking to us. And then Joey Alves, rock in peace. Um, he said, he, uh, he's asking me, Hey, what's your favorite, what's, what's your favorite song of ours? And I tell him, oh, cool. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, Hey, this is our, this is our producer. He's producing our next album. Um, he's worked with Thin Lizzy and, you know, he, and he names off a few bands and I'm like, oh, cool. Thin Lizzy. I go, they're my favorite band. And. Anyway, so then when the album came out, I'm like, okay, I got to see what that guy's name is, you know? Yeah. And then I see it, and it's like, what the hell is this guy's name? You know, T-S-A-N. Anyway, he pops up again in the Anvil movie. If you Did you ever watch the Anvil? Doc? I did. I have He's seen the He's the guy that they go to uh, at, you know, t- towards the end where they, they're like, we need to get a big name producer mm-hmm. to help us. Yeah. He's the guy. So now that's how you know how to say it because they said yeah. it in the yeah. documentary. Yeah. But anyway, so that's how that's how I got to meet him, by, through Y&T. And the funny thing about this album is, 
This this album is funny because this is when this is the pre-internet days, right? Yeah. Me and my buddy would drive ride our bikes or or then drive our cars when we got our license down to the record factory, right? That's where we bought our records. And I can still remember walking in there the day that this was there, having no clue, no clue that, that the Thin Lizzy album, album was coming out. out, and walking in there, and there it was, you know, on the new release uh, mm-hmm. board. And it's funny because nowadays you you would know. Oh, I mean, you know, you're like months oh, man, in advance. Okay, December twelfth, it's coming. I can't wait. And I just remember walking in there and just thinking, like, oh, what is this? They got an album. Was it more exciting back then? I think it was. Or do you like knowing, like, two months in advance, there's going to be a new U two album? Well, do you want to be surprised or do you want the anticipation? But being surprised back then, sometimes something might be out for a month or two, and you don't even know it, and then you're just like. <gasps> Yeah, you miss it. You, yeah, you, it would be easy to but miss yeah, it. Yeah, going through the racks was was cool when you weren't sure, you know, because some record stores would just lump all the new release albums like in a section, and you'd have to yeah. go through. Well, that's them. how this one was. When you walked in the store, there would be the new release, and it was like, "There's Thin Lizzy." It's like, man, I didn't even know they had had something coming out. Yeah, you, you never know? knew unless you heard a song and that was the new th- that was a new song by Thin Lizzy album will be out, you know, December fifteenth. But um, you want to start? Yeah, what's your favorite? You start it. I really do like this album a lot. And, and a lot more Darren Wharton on this one too. A lot of yeah, keyboards. A lot on this more one. keyboard. Let's listen to the pressure will blow. Set me on my destination. Point me the way to my position. What's the meaning of my mission? I have made my decision clear. I don't need another reason. I don't want any more brain time. I have made my decision. Not for the first, but the last time. I'm setting off slow. I'm building it up. I'm letting it go. The pressure will blow. Pretty rocking tune. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you got for us? Uh, first one I have is a, uh, this is a story song. I always kind of like story songs, kind of like a Springsteen, Springsteen-esque yeah, yeah, story, yeah. you know? And it's Mexican Blood. No, this, is Starts, good, this is a great story. Starting at 30 seconds. She was a Mexican girl. She had Mexican blood. I've seen it the night that she died. She was a Mexican yeah. girl. She had Mexican blood. This does not end well. Oh, how she could drive that Mexican boy wild. He's on the run near El Paso. And he'll cross all across America. He's leaving behind old Mexico. And this girl, that pretty Mexican girl, that pretty Mexican girl that died. I thought she was going to make it. She She took a bullet. You just apply pressure. (laughs) I'm disappointed now. That's a downer. And was she from Mexico? Uh, No. What kind of blood? El Paso. Really? Mm -hmm. Maybe you listen. Got nothing. (laughs) Let's go to Hollywood and then in parentheses, down on your luck. Suffer. 
that was the single off the album. And I think yeah. I can remember the seeing them play that or lip sync that on Solid Gold. Oh my God. Lip syncing on Solid Gold <laughs> was always the worst. Or was it the best? Mm. Barry, who's your favorite band? Joy Division. Joy Division. Mary, who's your favorite band? Uh, Elvis Costello. Oh. Who said it? Oh, Elvis Costello. These are noise canceling. I had to remove yeah. it. <laughs> cool. So, to be honest, is any of this music grabbing you tonight? Uh, All right. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Cool. Vagabond. That's a deep pull. That's he remembers pull. that. All yeah. right. Okay, good. How about the title song from Renegade? The song Renegade. I got two different clips. So the first one will just... This is a long song. It's six minutes It's a long, long song. So, so there's, a, there's the opening clip that just gives you a little feel for the song. And then and, it and starts then to a, rock. And then there's a deeper clip. No, where I love, where I love Phil singing. So okay. the first one starts at 15 seconds. He's just a boy. That is the hostage way. He's a rebel. Let us fall down. He's a fool that blow the way. To you and me, he's a renegade. Alright, so that's how it starts, and then I I love this spot later on in the song at the four minute mark. Check it out. Check his face. Look in his eyes, a soft slide. I wonder why he cries from the inside. I wonder why he's a renegade. Oh, please, I'm on my begging, begging knees. Oh, please, please heed my call. He's just a boy. That has lost his way He's just a boy That's all That's what I told those guys With the night When they had the knife Up to my throat I'm like I'm just a boy That's all <laughs> Who has lost his way <laughs> Now for all their lack of success In these later albums They were actually In America They were signed to Warner Brothers Records Which is a Gigantic label Yeah I, But I they just couldn't Break the band well, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how that works. You know, they, they, I mean, they were given opportunity, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Sometimes they shot themselves in the foot, you know, when you yeah. get in hepatitis and breaking your hand in yeah. bar fights. And then other times, I just think they just had some bad luck, you know? Well, yeah, but with all the, you know, with all the drugs and stuff, they, was, they managed to put out these great yeah. last four albums. Yeah. Now we're moving to 1983. Okay. Last album, last album. The last studio album. I just saw Barry breathe a sigh of relief out of my right eye. Like, before before God. we start, before we start the last album, yeah, I brought some gifts. Now I didn't I didn't realize the Gilios would be here. Otherwise, I would have brought it for them too. <laughs> so I have one for Pat and one right. for Artie. And um, wear these with pride. Oh. These are top notch, high quality That's hats. Each cat. one, each one cost in excess of four dollars. Did you make these? No, I did not. Get our picture taken with these tonight. Yeah, they're thin Lizzie hats, people. Who takes they're a better great. picture, uh, Barry or Mary? Barry, you'll take the picture tonight. Oh, look at that! That's great. I just, I couldn't come here empty-handed. You're making you're, you're making you so my much. dream you're making my dream come true. I love it. I'll wear this, and my kids will go thin Lizzie. You're not my dad. They'll just be glad you're not wearing that bandana. 
That's only when I play tennis. Yeah, I haven't seen you that for wear, a while. What happened with that? that? I haven't seen that for a while. I play tennis in a while. Pull a Brett Michaels. Put the bandana on that and another hat. And some hair. <laughs> he wears three hats. <laughs> I'm not talking writer, producer, director. I'm talking wig, bandana, <laughs> cowboy hat. All right, this album is called Thunder and Lightning. We have another lineup change. We have John Sykes on guitar. Now, the funny thing is, this is their last album. It's their right? last album. And by far, their heaviest, they go straight up, most heavy metal. This is metal. This is heavy metal. Now, John, the sound is yeah. totally different. Well, that's John Sykes. I mean, that's, that's the influence of John Sykes. You know, he, after, uh, prior to this, he was in a band called Tigers of Pantang. Right. You ever heard of them? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that Chris Tangeneers. Sangerides? Yeah, used to produce them. Yeah. And they, and they were part of the new wave of British, British heavy, heavy metal. metal. And then, and then after this, he goes on to his biggest success with White Snake. White Snake. But I mean, I, I think that he came into the band and just revitalized, um, uh, you know, Phil. Phil. Uh, he, I think he. Co- I'm just repeating everything you're saying. <laughs> I just realized. Just keep going. Co-wrote a lot of the, the songs, songs and uh, uh, just. Um. Uh, anyway. Any, hey. So, I actually saw Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. After. You know, after Phil Lena died, John Sykes was the guy that was trying to keep their name alive for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went out as a threesome. With, yeah, and with, I, it was him, Scott Gorham, Brian Downey, Brian Downey, and a guy named Marco Mendoza played yeah, bass. Yeah, on bass. And and it was great. Like, I'm when, doing it again. I'm not even yeah. mean. I don't even mean to do it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. And um, it was great. I saw I saw him a couple times in small clubs. They had the screen behind him. They they bring the screen down during "Still in Love with You." Play video of Phil. You know. Not a dry eye in the house. And how was that when you saw that? It was okay, you yeah. know, but it just, and, it wasn't the same. You and know? Sykes sang? He sang. Yeah, because yeah. they have a live album and he yeah. sings the whole album. You know, the other story I was going to tell you before we, before we finish out this last album was of when, when, the, when Phil Lennett passed away. Mm-hmm. And it, it, was, it was weird because obviously, you know, it's after Thunder and Lightning. And so I'm, I'm dating my wife. This must have been 1986. Right. So, so this album came out in 83. So this is 86. So th- this album comes out, then they break up and Phil started a band called Grand Slam that never really took off. But so I'm dating my wife and she is a cheerleader, a college cheerleader at the Cal State Hayward. Oh, keep going. And um, <laughs> we're, I'm going to go to the game, right? It's a basketball game. She's cheering. I'm going to go to the game. Rah, rah. After the game, we're going to go out on a, <laughs> on, for, on a date, right? And... I had a contact lens that was Give me had, had ripped in half. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble at home with this. <laughs> but I, I, contact I, lens I just rips remember in I, half. I, I wasn't driving because I didn't have contact lenses. Yeah. So my buddy was driving me up to the, to the game and he was going to drop me off and I'm going to go in and meet up with her. Right. So it was a Friday night. Okay. So he, he's dropping me off. I, as I'm getting out of the car, he goes, Oh, Hey, by the way, did you hear about Phil Lynott? And I go, no, what? what? What about him? Oh, yeah, he's in the hospital. And I go, oh, shit, what's, what's wrong with him? He goes, I don't know. I think he's got pneumonia or something, but I mean, he's going to be okay. But, you know, but yeah, he's, I just heard he's in the hospital. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. So go into the game, go out on the date, go come home. Next morning, Saturday morning, I wake up, come stumbling into the kitchen. My mom's sitting at the table reading the newspaper. Hey, you know that guy you like died. Thanks, mom. Yeah. I go, what guy? Ah, that guy you like, that rock guy you like. <sighs> He died. I mean, what do you mean? And she shows me the newspaper and there's his obituary. Terrible. And it's like just last night, my friend said, yeah, he's sick, but he's going to be okay. Yeah. But yeah, then the, the next day, dead. 
36 years old. 36. I know. 36. That's crazy. I'm, I'm 51. That would mean I, I'd be already been dead for 15 years. Oh, wouldn't that be great, though? <laughs> just to rest. Just to, I'm, I'll sleep when I'm dead and you've been sleeping. You make it sound so attractive. <laughs> Isn't it, right? So this is a... Uh, thunder this, and lightning. Thunder and lightning. Big time metal sound on this. Doesn't really sound like the Thin Lizzy that we've heard. No, no. Um, this is like a different band. This And now and you think back to that first Thin Lizzy album. Yes. That sound. And then think of this one. Yeah, the first it's Thin like, Lizzy album it's sounds the like guys. the Lucky Charms uh, Leprechaun singing <laughs> some tunes. And now we're going to hear something on my playlist called Cold Sweat. Oh, I had this one too. Yeah. It's a good song. You'd like this album, Kyle. Yeah. You're a freak. Even the album cover isn't a Thin Lizzy album no, cover. It's no. got like a, a glove coming, a metal glove coming. And he was out wearing that. And when they were touring for this album, he would wear that that glove. And he would just stick if it that in were, your face. Yeah. If that were a Judas Priest cover. Yeah, you'd go, yeah, perfect. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like it. You know, I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a metal guy from way back, but it's just funny that this is their last album. This is their last album. Know? This is how it closes out. Yeah. What, so, uh, what song do you have? Uh, we I both got, had Cold Sweat. I bet I had that one too. And then I have one. Um, this is called This Is The One. Barry's thinking, this is, I hope this is the last one. <laughs> I've got to be myself a boy. It's a bad situation. My brain is destroyed. And then, Kyle, you can jump right into a song called Bad Habits. That was my next one. Oh, there you go. We had two two crossovers here. <laughs> Little cowbell. I see you walking down the street with another man. Girl, you look shocking. Great. 
Uh, now I have one. I have another. So before we do the playout song, they did release in 1985. Oh, they, Barry just rolled his eyes. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Barry's had a knife to my throat <laughs> the last four songs. Give him your quarter. <laughs> uh, in 1985, they released a a greatest hits album called Dedication, and they went in and they they found a, a vocal track of Phil's. And they uh, Downey and Gorham finished the song. I, I think it's just a great song. I think it is too. And I and I actually think this was going to be a Grand Slam song. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Are you are talking about dedication? Dedication. Yeah. So let's hear the song called. Yeah, this is a great dedication. Song. It really is. for this episode no no okay cool. you did it at the beginning for something else yes yes I, I just by you saying no i knew you didn't need to elaborate <laughs> all right before we go let's do a little promoting first of all um uh the uh, barry and mary are here you can follow barry on twitter at dr b gig right or are you a doctor yes, phd he, or medical doctor he's a dad husband family physician and citizen oh Right? That's what it says on your Twitter. In that order. <laughs> you can also follow Mary, who has more followers than Barry, by a lot. And she's at uh, Mary uh, Giglio. G-I-G-L-I-O. All right. Tom, where can we follow you on Twitter? Oh, you know, I'm on Twitter. My name on there is Pulp Tom. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't do much on there. Look me up on Facebook if you want to. And if people uh, go to friend you, you'll accept that friend request? I will accept it. All right. I don't post too much on Twitter. I'm, just, I'm more of a, follow, a reader than a poster when it comes why, to Why is it Pulp Tom? Because I love Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. That's nice. been my, my internet handle for 20 years. Nice. That's like me with the, the Batman PFD at mm-hmm. AOL.com. Yeah. AOL, I have AOL. I tell people it's only nine ninety nine a month, so I keep. Wait, did, did, are you just sending checks to a guy now? <laughs> They're just like well, this guy just keeps sending his checks. Uh, does it, does it. it still say you've got mail? Does that still happen? Oh, I love it. I, I'm dial up. <laughs> um, I just like it. I just you know, if something works, why change it? Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson Funny. Sure. No, why? Why is it funny? <laughs> uh, classic. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. We're at Rock Solid Show. Um, where is Joe? Let me find where Joe is on the... Uh, uh, here we go. Joe Van uh, Overberg. Is it Overbergy? Because it ends with B-E-R-G-H-E. Would it be Overbergy? I I think it would be Berg. We have a nickname for him. What do we call him here? Joey, Joey Notes. Notes. <laughs> uh, he's at J-V-A-N-O. Or I, I swear to God, you should just be uh, at Joey Notes. <laughs> um, I, I want to give a quick shout out to my wife. Uh, next week is our 30th wedding anniversary. Shish Congratulations. Boom. Happy anniversary mm, to yeah. uh, Sis boom my ba, lovely right? cheerleader wife. <laughs> now, was she 
Well, on anniversary, she gets that uh, that cheerleader outfit out, right? She shakes her pom poms around every Friday and Saturday night. Love it. <laughs> so you celebrate an anniversary every, every <laughs> once a week. It's a weekly. They're fifty two a year. All right. Look, uh, Tom. Seriously, the headphones you're wearing tonight. What? How do you feel about those? Oh, I love them. They sound good, don't they? Every time I look at Barry, he's mumbling. He's just mumbling something about I wanting know. this to be, and I can't hear it. I know because all canceled, canceled out. out. You know, this episode of the Rock Solid Podcast was brought to you by Bose, the engineers behind some of the world's best audio products, including Bose Quiet Comfort 35 noise canceling headphones. Tom's wearing them. Kyle's wearing them. I'm wearing them. We had a good time. <laughs> These people aren't wearing them. Mm, so, so time. Now, Kyle, did you know something? Bose literally, literally <laughs> invented the technology of noise canceling almost 40 years ago. That's that Tom's older than that. Ten, it was 10 years before he got married. That's right. They're the greatest noise, noise cancelers ever. <laughs> There's no noise cancelers better than these noise cancelers. The, now, is that, is that an impression of Joey Notes? <laughs> now, the reason they invented this car is because they believe that by blocking out unwanted sounds and distractions like the Gilios, <laughs> you can get immersed in what you truly love, Thin Lizzy. All of the on-air talent at Rock Solid... Use the Bose Quiet Comfort 35 po- headphones. Not the Quiet Comfort 35 podcast, but the Quiet Comfort 35. What time is it? Uh, and we use these during the recording because we want to hear what you're going to hear. Bose, get closer. Well, for the Julios, it's 3.15 a.m. Sure. <laughs> they didn't have to come here. They wanted to. We didn't even crack that candy. Joey Notes. Okay, so the last song we're going to play out with. First of all, Tom, did you have a fun time? I did. Thank you so much. I've been listening to the, this thing since the start, and to actually be sitting here with you guys is a dream come it's, true. It's, it's not that great. It's been great. <laughs> it's been great. Um, you did a great job. It would have been Barry, better if Barry wasn't here, but... Nah. You know. <laughs> hey, let's. I just hope we won Hi. over some Thin Lizzy fans. I hope so, too. I hope uh, that's what I like. I like when people listen to a show like this and they're like, I never really knew Thin Lizzy, and now I'm glad I don't. The day after this episode drops, I expect them to shoot to the top of the iTunes On chart. On iTunes, we'll have to check it out. Kyle, what are you up to? You you are in a you're in a sketch uh, comedy writing group. Yeah. Can people come see, if they live in LA, can they come see the sketches you're writing? Sure. Where? where? Uh, it's at the Pack Theater in LA, and the first show will be the first Wednesday of November. Cool, and you'll possibly have a sketch in that show. Yeah. Maybe. That's where the whole we have funny part comes yet. in. So you haven't even met of the yet? record of this. You haven't met yet? No, I mean, I know two of the people on the team, but mm-hmm. I haven't, we haven't met as a group and done our stuff yet. Well, sounds like you don't want it. I tried out. Got we, have put a pa- on. we have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Barry, what tier are you? Top tier. Just say top tier. Top tier. Are you in the ASAP club? Yes. He okay. serves with Murray. So he's at least in the $5 <laughs> tier. $5 tier, you get the episodes immediately. $10 tier, you get weekly uh, bonus content. I'm, I'm working hard doing the weekly bonus content. And $2 tier, you know, you get to win prizes. So it's cool. All, it's all cool. So thank you for that. We are going to play out. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, uh, Joey Notes. Let's hear, not even arguably, this is their biggest song ever. This is, without a doubt, The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Phil.
ain't had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.